to your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. With the mercy of this baby. <clears throat> yeah, so it's still a rough go, huh? I I do not remember being as sick with Emmeline, but it's becoming puking is becoming like an everyday thing, hmm. which it was not with her. So I don't know. What's the old wives tale? Is it girls that make you puke more? That's what our sources say. And yeah, you're in a similar situation as my wife where the the standard belief was that the second is supposed to be easier, but it has been brutal sickness for her as well. So. Man, I guess we're dealing with two unruly bitches in the womb. It would be the conventional I do wisdom. Think it's, it's a girl, which mm. I'm fine with. Everyone's like, "Ooh, what gender do you?" I'm like, "I don't care. I don't care at all." You want a girl, right? Um, I I will stick with the classic. I just want a healthy child. Healthy but yeah. um, no, I'd I'd be happy either way. I of course I enjoy raising a son, and uh, but I, I when it's all finished, I would like the experience of raising both a son oh, and a daughter. Okay. The order in which that happens is not of crucial importance to me, but uh, I will be happy either way. Mm. And uh, it's an emotional answer. What, wait, what was that? I said, what a tactful answer. Oh, well, I, I, that's what I pride myself on. Thank you. Uh, it's an emotional stream, not just for that reason, but this is the final call in show I will do in this particular space, oh. which uh, is exciting. So we just did the walkthrough at the, uh, the final walkthrough at the house to which we will be moving and everything looks like it's all set up and in good shape there. So as long as nothing crazy happens with uh, the people who are taken over here and we're set to be in Ooh. there. The thing is they, they want us out of here Monday morning and I will do that, but it's like, I got some, I got, I got business on Sunday night, man. I can't, I'm sorry. I, Wait, that, what could you possibly have go, going on? Sunday yeah, I know that weird, like that weird office in that house that looks bizarre to, if you don't understand what's going on in so there. so weird. So you're uh, transferring, what are you down. transferring? Taking everything over, but I okay. just have, I have this room set up so bizarrely that for someone who's looking at, at it as a prospective buyer, you're like, what mm. the hell's up with that bedroom where there's like a computer set up in the closet and there's some kind of weird faux wall <laughs> leave me alone we do weird porn here yeah it's like and why are there you know like umbrella looking lights around and uh, yeah it's totally bizarre but we do a butthole money shots that's all yeah. we do <laughs> yeah it's it's all coming to a close and so sunday will Man, be the truly era, right the truly emotional experience where we where we actually move it out but I'm looking forward to it. And of course, for you, uh, this does not matter, hopefully, for you, the listener, because my intent is not to miss any streams. So I will delay no further with my reminiscing and my sentimental memories. Because, um, yeah, for the my hope for the streams is we're going to have no interruption whatsoever, and we'll just carry right on through. But uh, it will be a call-in show as usual tonight. Most of you guys are familiar with how that works, but if you need instructions for how to participate, there are instructions in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. 
If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That keeps us organized. Now, of course, we'll uh, catch up with your super chats in between topics or in between. No, that's the Sunday. That's the Sunday organization. We'll check a, check in with your chats every half hour on Wednesday. Right, right. You would think I could remember the protocol after X amount of times doing this, but, uh, you know, my mind is rattled. My mind is scattered at the moment. Anyway, I understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, between the two of us, between you uh, probably having to barf every five minutes and me trying to manage 50 different things in my head at the moment. It's OK. I actually we'll threw up a lot this morning. So if I if I front load the day with vomiting and night, I'm ah, that's very thoughtful. Thank you for uh, planning. I did it for way. the stream. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into our callers. Uh, Mustache Asian is up first. Mr. Asian, how are you? Yeah, how's it going? We are well. What's in your mind? Unexpectedly first, but, you know, I think it's a last-minute topic. I was just browsing through YouTube and suddenly recommended from a guy who I used to argue with on YouTube. I don't know if you heard of this guy. Oh, did you send a call-in show question about this? No, 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 I didn't. Somebody else did. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so basically this guy called Dusty Smith. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but probably not because he was just no. kind of nobody just arguing in the uh, in the comment section usually. And somehow he got his own show, Dusty Smith show. And I So he's just famous video. for YouTube comment section arguing? At least I that was back when I was in college. And I what comments would he frequent? I think it was in mostly political stuff. Right. Huh, so he's okay. a raging lefty, like a lunatic lefty kind of thing. You can't really like it's basically arguing circles with him. Yeah. You know, and he would. And, and recently I came across this a video of him basically bashing Tim Pool, mm -hmm. saying that he's a child groomer enabler. What? And sim yeah. And simply because he doesn't call out the uh, the clergy, the uh, the church, you know, the Catholic, you know, like. Right, these uh, these uh, you know bad uh, clergy members, right? Because well, they, they, they they're pedos, right? I've heard so. that point, and it's such a weird attempted gotcha. It's like okay, uh, the stuff that's going on with uh, all but sex ed and gay pride lessons for elementary school kids. Uh, that's mm -hmm. that's bad. Well, you yeah. what do you think of the Catholic Church or this or that? Uh, yes, also bad when people touch kids in any context. All right, like what what's the What's, what's the point? Yeah, what, what's the difficult name a case of right. child molestation? I'll say that's bad. Can we accept yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I'll get my kids away from, from them. Well, hypothetical kids away from them any day. Yeah. But yeah. It's like, like, well, what is your point? Like you, are you just ignoring that you, what you guys are doing right now and arguably even worse because you guess you guys got the institutional powers behind you somehow these days. Yeah, yeah, the Catholic thing is really annoying too. Not only because I'm I'm Catholic, but like everybody's mm -hmm. so hyper focused on pedophilia and Catholicism, uh, of which yeah. there is a long documented history, that yeah. they're totally unwilling to recognize that this is a major problem in public schools and in yeah. Judaism, and like no one talks about that. Yeah, you know where your kid I, is the least safe, public mm -hmm. schools in terms that's, of sexual molestation. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. 
And everybody's um, like, all right, Billy, you're four years old. Go to the school with all this random people and random teachers. And I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know if there's a way to measure it in an objective data driven way. If the, if the Catholic church is worse in this regard or something. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I lost my train of thought. Like I said, my, my brain okay. is scattered. God, keep going. I'm going to remember my point. Yeah. I don't it's know if be, it's worse. The Catholic church. It's going to be that kind of night where my, my thoughts escape me. Cause they're in 50 <laughs> different spots right now. Between your half brain and my half brain together. We have one. Whole brain. Yeah. We can do it. God we can run a show. I, on a I hate brain. when that happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than like that, you're in a debate, you know? Indeed. Calling Tim Pool, just—I don't know. The only, the only criticism that I'll hear that is appropriately levied at Tim Pool is that he's a fence sitter, and yeah, fundamentally he's still a leftist. True, and also he kind of covered for a for a fake, you know, um, trafficking victim, right? Oh, the, the Eliza Blue yeah. thing. That's right. Eliza Blue thing, and and that was a bad bad look for him but that I mean, was a disaster know. everybody it should have known from that music video and her face and her ass oh, yeah. but you know even if she was a trafficking victim she probably had it coming probably did so yeah anyways oh. yeah so it's just I, like I, reaching leftist thing right so i remember my point my brain is mm-hmm. functioning at 50 percent. he did it <laughs> but i remembered it even if the catholic church is uh if you could measure this in a, in a comprehensive way if it's actually numerically the worst of all these institutions I don't yeah. think that the scandals of the Catholic Church are really ignored or excused. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, to me, that's like those scandals are are heavily covered in the news. There's nobody who's not yeah. aware of those of those scandals. No. So yeah. it doesn't seem like there's, I'm sure there's, to the extent it's happening, I'm sure there's cover up within the church or people trying to cover for other people. Oh, but from a, is, yeah. from a public understanding perspective, from a news Everybody knows about that because it's, it's yeah. okay to talk about it. Who was that um, female director that made that documentary about Catholicism, pedophilia and Catholicism, and it got an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar. And then she made one about Hollywood and Brian Singer, and she got totally blackballed. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, never <laughs> mentioned talk about them. Yeah. So I'm not talking about LGBTQ and they were, they were like bashing, you know, he was also in that video bashing, uh, was it, uh, uh, Ma- Raj, uh, the, uh, the black guns matter guy. Oh, uh, uh yeah, it's Raj. like Maj Toure or whatever his name. Maj I don't Toure, know how to pronounce Maj it. Toure. Yes. Yeah. So, so you can always be erroneously pointing out that all oh, the LGBTQ, whatever the flag is associated with pedophilia. But even if Maj Toure, I didn't watch that part. I, I even if he was wrong, I mean, at this point, might as well be associated with pedophilia at this point. Yeah, right? they're I mean, an inch away booming. from adding some kind of uh, pedo solidarity thing to the flag. Well, I, I mean, didn't know what the stupid circle was. I didn't know what yeah. the, the circle on the pride flag is. Now that's intersex. But as I saw some people talking about on Twitter, that's interesting too. intersex is a genetic anomaly. Yes. The rest of the things are sexual identities that are not right. necessarily yeah. genetic in nature. Again, we're lumping no. all these things together that are quasi-related, but they're not really the same thing. An intersex person is not the same thing biologically as a transgender person. Unless we want to talk about people being born gay, and that's another conversation to be had. Yeah, well, that... Yeah, yeah I mean... Like, do they really, want to, they really want to talk about this? How much of this is environmental? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
How often are gay well, men molested as children? You're not going to find reliable data on that. Those are NCBI. I'll find it. <laughs> All right. Uh, any but, yeah. final thoughts from you, Mr. Mustache Asian? I mean, the final thought is that because I'm Christian, um, I was like thinking about this issue of church and, you know, homosexuality, right? So, I mean, I, I came across this guy called Beckett Cook, and he was a gay man. And and one and he said like he was basically miraculously converted, basically, or say like he just even if he has gay tendency, he refuses to refuse to date gay men or follow that tendency anymore. Hmm. You know, in church, you can you can look up his uh, his uh, testimony. Yeah, so he, he has he has a pretty yeah, powerful. We're, we're at an interesting time here. We had yeah. uh, last week we had a call from Ratchet Republican on the same sort of theme. Yes, where... celibate. It's yeah. I don't know how big this is or not, or maybe I'm predisposed to hear from people who are more of this perspective because of the arena I'm kind of in. But it seems like to me there are more people within the gay community who are rejecting it as a result of this rampant degeneracy that's not just tolerated but but promoted. That's put on mm-hmm. the pride flag float mm-hmm. and sent down yeah. the street for everyone to celebrate and. I don't. I mean, maybe there are a lot of guys saying, "I, you know, I, I feel like I'm a gay man, but this, this stuff is all way it's too far, and I'm basically out. Far. I'm just gonna, I'm going to abstain, and I'm going to live a, a better yeah. life than these people are offering." Wait, before you go, okay, this is the mm-hmm. first study that comes up in research mm-hmm. with 942 non-clinical adult participants: gay men and lesbian women reported a higher rate, blah blah blah, of molestation. 46% of homosexual men, in contrast to 7% of heterosexual men, reported homosexual molestation. Hmm. 22% of lesbian women, in contrast to 1% of heterosexual women, reported homosexual molestation. And that, I guess, molestation would imply as a, as as a, a child. child. So we're talking yeah. about one in two gay men being yeah. molested by a man in their life as a child. <sighs> I could yeah. believe it. That's mm-hmm. And, and then there, people want to talk like this is not environmental it's clearly environmental if there's any truth to that sort of statistic at all then to say that there's nothing environmental and it's all genetic it's all biological and that that would defy that data point completely right and then we also know that people that were molested there's tons of evidence of this people that were molested are much more likely to molest children so of course then homosexual men especially are more likely to molest children heterosexual yeah i suppose so that connection would follow mm-hmm. anyway all right uh, well thank you for the call man <laughs> Hope you're doing well. yeah. <laughs> all right see you man have a good night right. Bye. okay uh one of my favorite usernames i know we had some technical problems the week prior or maybe a couple weeks ago chief sling and beef are you there <laughs> i still can't hear him can you I cannot. I can't hear him slinging beef. We have no beef slung. Okay, Chief Slinging Beef, we'll have to come back to you. Oh, they're doing this thing where the majority of pedophiles are heterosexual. Well, yeah, that's not what I'm asking, though. Well, the majority of pedophiles are heterosexual. Okay, the majority of people, the majority of everything are heterosexual. Yeah, if they're doing the old black crime statistic thing on me here. Yeah. Uh, Wall Surfer, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Uh, raising my first kid and just trying to have a question of trying to go from kid to manhood and like hmm. what, what is like a good process and what first, what is manhood and how do you like instill that behavior when you're raising your kid and like, 
should you ceremonialize it or do something to that effect? Hmm. So you're talking about, I assume your, your, your son in this case must be, yep. uh, he's one he, year. He's just getting close to one year. year oh, old. he's very young. I was thinking maybe yeah. he was closer to like his teen no. years or something. Oh, okay. Well, it's like, I think there should be like stages of like, there's like, he's a baby now. And then yeah. when he's a child, and then there's a time where you got to kind of be done with the childish ways and start thinking like, and being acting like a man. So you're thinking almost ceremonial, like some sort of recognition of passing from one phase to the other. Mm -hmm. And not just like, oh, you went from the first grade to the second grade. Now you went from second to third. Congratulations. Well, no, it should be a more significant event kind of thing. You're talking about like a goy bar mitzvah. Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) I guess. I didn't have that in my upbringing. Was that something that was part of yours? Not. Well, kind of. Like shooting your the first gun, going mm-hmm. out fishing, hunting, and stuff like that. Well, you answer your own question then. And it was just it just was something that was just kind of happened, and I'm like, should those events and type of things still like other other? But I never had like manhood defined or anything of what. When I, I just I had a really great dad yeah, and watched him, watched my grandpa, and I guess what you're talking about is like dad awarded manhood explicitly. Like a, a of, rite of passage, but also that like is getting other like men, yeah. like because it wasn't just my dad; it was my grandpa, it was my uncle, it was my yeah. dad, like, and my watching, also learning from my brother, like, oh, that's what he did wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I've not put any thought to that, but when I think about how I want to raise my son and how to build him from the little boy that he is into a man, there are a lot of things. That I will hope that I that I want to be explicit about that. I want to say we're going to do this task and here is what I intend to teach you or here's what I hope that you get out of it. And here's how it's relevant to being an adult man. And I don't know that I've thought about like awards or titles or something like that. But I, I, I do want my son to know the reason behind the rules that are in place for him, the encouragement for him to behave in certain ways and not others. Um the skills he should develop to that extent. I've thought about it, but I've not thought, thought about anything formal in the way that you're talking about it. Do you have any, you have any ideas yourself or you like how wh- one is like, obviously like first time going shooting a gun. Um, I think like one is like when he leaves the house, I kind of want to figure out, um, I have actually like a uh, lineage back in the Babcocks. We have a family crest. And I was thinking of combining my family crest with my wife's uh, Celtic oh. colors and stuff and have like a crest that I like, you know, done with high school. And this is our family crest kind That's of thing. Cool. And you get your own. And you have to get it tramp stamped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's that's family yeah, something like that is really cool to have uh, family pieces to pass on in that way. That's and that's more than just manhood. That's uh that's sort of a, a reminder of who you are and where you're from and all that. That's that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I maybe I should put some thought to that one. Uh, it's sort of on a related note, but one other thing I've heard of people doing that I thought was pretty interesting was. Uh, was writing a letter to your son or daughter on their birthday each year. And yeah, you keep that's it, something that. And you and you describe, you know, what how they grew that year, what they learned, what your experience as a parent was. You should and make you, a little video. Yeah, you could do something like that. And you give it to your your son or daughter 
when they're 18 or when they become an adult in the way that you're describing, they kind of have a mm-hmm. sort of a time capsule of their childhood from the parents perspective, which I think is, is really cool. Uh, that's an option too. Yeah. Something uh, my mother-in-law has been doing is keeping track of like firsts and like his first steps, his first kind of word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, to the extent that you're being very thoughtful about all this, I'm sure you're going to find the right answer. And being a, a present, thoughtful dad like that, that's uh, 99% of the battle. So, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I even thought about um, the formality of it in the way that you are. But I, I like I like where your thinking is. Yeah, I think, like, the thing I'm kind of stuck with is just trying to define what is being a man. And, um, like, t- to me, that's I th- where I'm stuck. To me, I think... Uh, something like self-sufficiency, like you are capable of not only providing for yourself, but, um, restraining yourself. It's kind of two sides to that coin. You're, you're capable and aggressive enough to go out and provide a good life for yourself and your new family when you find it, but you're restrained enough to know that a good man has moral constraints. A good man does not go out and just beat up everybody and take their shit. A good man builds something for himself and his family within those moral constraints. A little beating up (laughs) and stealing shit. Sometimes to find the right wife, you have to go out and just club her and drag, drag her back. to. No, you got to beat up her boyfriend and steal the woman. (laughs) And that's fine. Occasionally, but a good, you know, manhood is actually caused a relationship to, I think, break up. Because I wanted to leave a party and there's a guy that was like, Oh, you're going to rat out on us because they're underage. And yeah, I wanted to leave and, I threw his butt on the ground and his girlfriend was there and all of a sudden they weren't boyfriend girlfriend anymore. Why? Cause is she's that, like, Oh no, this dude's a pussy. Did you guys <laughs> stay together or is that a, a relationship past? Oh, that was a different, no, that wasn't my girlfriend or anything. Oh, so you just broke him up. You didn't, you didn't take the girl. No, the guy I, I that wasn't allowing me to leave. I put his ass on the ground yeah. told him I was going to leave and he got, started pushing me around. I was like, uh, and you that's again, the day you the became ground, a man. Went right? to push me again. And I just put him on the ground. <laughs> and then he gave you the certificate and says, "Congratulations on your man." You're exactly right. <laughs> there you go. You did it. Yeah. So that's what you do. You plant some douchebag to confront your son in a hostile way, and if he handles it correctly, <laughs> you award him certificate of manhood. We've solved it. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. I, one, I did have um, someone from Minnesota. He was out with his kid. Uh huh. And they were going out like actual back, like out back backpacking. Like they were bringing their tent in the backpack and going off on the trail mm-hmm. up in, oh, what was it? The Badlands up in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And just, just off the trail. They had the food, they had a little bit, and they just off backpacking backcountry. Just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> well, it was just him and his kid. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for the thoughts, man. All the best to your family. I appreciate yeah. your call. And to you, too, and your growing families. Thanks a lot. Yep. Okay, we'll try uh, We'll try uh, Chief Slingin' Beef once more. Mr. Slingin' Beef, are you there? Beef? I still have nothing. So our, our screener must be able to hear him, but we can't hear him. All right, Mr. Beef, I'm not sure if you can hear us, but uh, we're going to have to put you back in the technical difficulties room, and we'll see if we can try again later. Michigan Expat, are you there? Hey there, you two. You doing all right? Yep. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Well, just, uh, you know, it's like, so I've actually been bothering to read some of the news lately, or more like 
a cursory glance at uh, headlines lately. And it's like, Why? okay. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, it's like, okay, so we have Disney imploding. We have Transheiser Bush imploding. We have Target imploding. <laughs> we have wow. freaking, you know, CNN, Fox, and a, a lot of mainstream media news outlets imploding. And then you have like, you know, comic book and video game related entertainment sites, you know, Vox, BuzzFeed, Vox, whatever imploding. And it's like, okay, I mean, I pretty much already know the answer to this question, but what do you think this is going to mean for the American economy? And are we looking at uh, a tighter labor market because we're going to have all these unemployed people and there's going to be, you know, greater competition for jobs, probably. I mean, what do you what do you think it's going to spell for the American economy? I think that we're all going to have our very own ex-journalist housekeeper. Uh, yeah, totally. You know, that, that'll be great. <laughs> um, the American economy, what a joke. I mean, the economy is so artificially inflated with unnecessary jobs and government bureaucracy. What percentage of, of jobs are government jobs that don't need to exist? I don't know. I, I, I like, would, like I should 30 look that to 40 percent, in, including contractors. And you're talking like all government, not just federal government. All government, including contractors. Including contractors has got to be massive. I bet that is half the American economy. So this, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, quick glance, there were nearly 118 million private sector jobs in May 2020, representing 85% of employment. State government had 4.6 million jobs, 3%. Local government, 14 million jobs, 10%. But that adds up to that's like 100 percent right there. And that's excluding the federal government. Yeah. So how could that be true? Uh, It's not. There's no way. All right. I'm going to keep 85 percent of jobs are not private sector jobs. There's no way that's true. No matter. My point is that this uh, economy is totally fake and I'm going to laugh so hard when it implodes, even though it's going to make our lives a disaster. Well, ideally, ideally, you know, we'd be establishing our parallel society right about now, our parallel economy. I mean, dude, what are, what are we going to name? What are we going to name our new grocery store chain for people who are, you know, conservative, pro 2A? You know, you want to open carry or conceal carry it in the store. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we kick out face diaper worshipers. I mean, what, what are we, what are we going to call our new grocery store chain? Can we call it, I don't know. Uh, founding founding fathers supermarket, uh, whiteies. <laughs> you, you want to call it I was whiteies? thinking about whites only. What about whites? Only? <laughs> ah, I like whiteies. whites yeah. only bakery and deli. <laughs> mm. Okay, I like it. We did it, guys. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like at at the very least, you know, we, we need to start coming up with our own stores. I guess you know, probably self employment and independent employment is probably the way of the future. You know, mom and pop stores. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can't I don't we just take over the ownership and leadership of these existing companies and just use their infrastructure? Ideally, I suppose. I suppose that's another option. I mean, like, I, what if think... in ten years it's just anti-trans propaganda on Disney? That's it. It's We're just like cartoon trannies getting drowned in wells and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. based. Based. Yeah. Am I going to let my son watch that? Hell's yeah, you uh. are. <laughs> Based. Like, I, yeah, son, I don't this know. is the way the world used to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the way the world used to be was trannies, the transgender thing, as we've talked about many times. That was just, it's not that it was frowned upon. It was not a thing, you know? Yeah, it just, no, it, I mean, it, it existed. It's just it, there people were, had there to were live. There were cross-dressers. There were drag queens. But being yeah. transgender, as in I am, I, I believe I am a man in a woman's body and vice versa, that is not a thing I ever heard of until my adult life. And I was not I had sheltered heard about it. I had heard about it because I knew that this was a problem in Weimar, Germany. 
Okay. I did. That what those were all the books that Hitler burned. Like how to I've, cut off your dick and become a woman. I've heard people talking about that and I don't know. I do not have an accounting of what books precisely all those uh, Hitler henchmen were burning. So have you been thinking about Hitler a lot since downfall. I can't stop thinking about him. It was a, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. It was yeah. so good. Really. Have you seen that movie, Michigan expat? Which movie? Uh, downfall. downfall. We watch it for the show. It's like it's on. It's in my queue. I have I have yet to watch it, but it's in my queue. It was so good. Couldn't believe how good it was. It's uh, it's it's worthwhile. But um, but is there a definitive list? Can I find that somewhere? Here are the books that were uh, popularly burned in uh, Nazi Germany. What those books Here were? Here are the books that were burned in Germany. Anyway. Okay. Um. All right. Did you have any uh, closing thoughts, Michigan expat? Just I don't know, man. I think I think as I think as Christians need to start making our own walled cities, and uh, you know, the Bible tells us that you know we Christians, you know, we have to we have to come out from amongst the depraved and degenerate, and just you know, you know, uh, make our own make our own society, and uh, let let the let the unholy uh, drown in their own uh, misery and filth. It's uh, it's gonna get rough out there. The gay war is kicking off, man. You've seen some of the footage in uh, Southern California with these parents against like pro-trans Antifa people at these schools. I, have, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen. Holy that. cow! I saw some of it on the news uh, before the stream tonight, and it's it's interesting how these things are framed. So, at several of these schools in Southern California, one at least one is an elementary school. This one might be for older kids, but there was a school board meeting where they were considering curriculum items about what is taught to kids in this mm. holy month of pride and all that. And you have parents protesting and then you have left-wing agitators with pride flags and other pro trans and gay agenda perspectives. And they're getting in these, uh, they're, they're getting in physical confrontations and the news will frame it as, um, they'll, they'll frame the parents as just like protesters. They won't call them right. parents. They're, Anti anti LGBT protesters is what they're called when in reality, they're actually parents of the kids in those schools and the agitators, the people doing the provoking are people. They're just gay activists from the community who actually don't even have kids in that school. And so it's like, yeah, in general, you shouldn't initiate physical confrontation with people unprompted. I get it. But if you're if you, you know what a good way to to provoke physical confrontation from someone is go up to them and mess with their kid. Like just go up to yeah. a stranger at the grocery store and say, Hey, look at your fucking loser kid. Fuck him. And just start talking shit about someone's kid. See what happens. Yeah. It's, 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 it's oh the same my thing. Anyway. God, how did I not know any of this? Okay. Okay. You guys have to listen to this. I'm sure our entire audience knows this. This huh. is from the Holocaust Memorial day trust. On May 6, 1933, the Institute of Sexology, an academic foundation devoted to sexological research and the advocacy of homosexual rights, was broken into and occupied by Nazi-supporting youth. And Mm -hmm. this is what happened with the book burning. That night, along with 20,000 other books across Germany, this is the entire library of this place, uh, they were publicly burned in symbolic attack by Nazi officials. So this guy, the Institute was set up by, was Magnus Hirschfeld, and he founded a revolutionary clinic where transgender people could receive gender affirming care. And there's a picture really? of a bunch of really fucked up looking trannies. Oh, right Hitler, there. baby. So, so this is, I, I've, this is not Dude, a piece of the history that I know. Well, so Hitler was right about this. So right? transgender stuff was, was quite literally and seriously a piece of what led up to 
Yes. Hirschfield employed medical professionals to administer hormone replacement therapy and perform early iterations of gender affirming surgeries. Many of his patients lived and worked at the Institute. Wow. They were given legal transvestite passes to protect them. And this, this is from like some sort of Holocaust remembrance source. This is not from like, uh, you this know, is from holocaustmemorialdaytrust.org.uk. Okay, so this is this is not something that's going to be inclined to uh, distort and or deny the Holocaust, as is often accused. Jewish, gay, and outspoken the liberal, Hirschfeld was an obvious target for the Nazis. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for the call, Michigan expat. That, uh, <laughs> I don't know how for we sure. got off on that tangent, but thank yeah. you for uh, helping us get there. Yep, Appreciate warm it. your hands by the fire, man. All right, it's, yeah, uh, get ready. Ciao, yo. Have a good night. Interesting. That is crazy. Um, okay, we are due for a break, so let's catch up with a few chats. JD1492, I know you both are busy uh, building and caring for your families, but have you followed Raheem Kassam's project for turning National Pulse into the populist Daily Wire? Already what? has Flaccus and might get Schaefer. I, I know the names. I'm I'm familiar with uh i'm familiar with him in general and the national pulse in general and i and of course we know flaccus at least i mean i'm i'm we're friendly with him in fact him and his fans duped us into reading something stupid by super chat the other day and then they played it back on their show although i haven't talked to flaccus in a long time but i i think he's a good guy and you know we've had good interactions with him elijah schaefer we've uh, had on the show way back when too so i've spoken oh my god we have that's right Spoken with both of them, although I don't, I'm not uh, really close with either of them, but I'm familiar with all of them. That that's news to me, though. I didn't know that that was uh, that that was going on. Uh, we're good on Odyssey. We're good on D Live. So if we catch up uh, with YouTube and Tippy, we'll get back into the calls. Wait, are these from today? Hold on. I had to. Um, we did have some testing going on. Yeah. So the the ones that you see with a little eye. What? You see the. Do you see the chats that have like a little eye in the top right corner? No. Uh, oh yeah. So those are so all. those though. We have some, uh, some of our, uh, developers who are working, working on this on project, okay. testing something out. So, so we I might just want to confirm that those are working. Um, but those, the ones with the eye are a new, uh, a new thing that they're working on to get, get chats from another source. I should have clued you in on that before we oh, it's okay. went live. Uh, I recognize that there was something going on, so it's fine. Um, yeah. MX2D Matt or blonde. Congratulations. I've been a viewer since before Trump. It's been a joy to see you both grow your families. Thank you so much. I really did not want to tell people this early. I wake up every day and I go to miscarriage calculator.com and type serious, in all my information. That's not a real website, is it? Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Miscarriage calculator. No, no, it's com. like it's like maternal data analyzer. Ah. Every morning I'm like, all right. But now my risk is down to 9.8%. So I'm feeling a little That's bit better. That's 2 percent lower than Sunday, isn't it? 9.6%. I thought you said 10 on Sunday. So it was rough. It was like 10.7. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, so it's, it's down better. even more. Anyway, so I'm like, you know, because you don't want to tell everybody that you had a miscarriage. You don't want to do that. So I. I was like, if I get pregnant again in the in the near future, I'm going to wait until the 20 week scan mm-hmm. to tell the audience. And then on Sunday, I'm like, Bleh! I'm like walking on the street. I'm puking in like every trash can yeah. earlier this week. And then um, I already look, I already look five months pregnant. 
Like I, there's no hiding any of this. I, that so. nose is practically like Tarana Burke style right now. Oh, I just... know. <laughs> you should see my belly too. I don't know what's going on. Like I heard second pregnancies happen faster, but I, this might be a bloating situation, but I look five months pregnant. Uh, it actually is. Uh, I think I'm at liberty to say this. She might be mad if I, if I do. Uh, no, I mean, my wife is already show in the early stages of showing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's much earlier than the first time around. Yeah. yeah, I remember being five months pregnant. I didn't look pregnant at all with Emily. Yeah. And now I'm like this big, fat marshmallow. It's a nightmare. Thank, Thank you, you for MX2 the congratulations. TV. Appreciate it. Bill Biz. On Tuesday, the Seattle City Council decided not to make hard drug use illegal as it would disproportionately affect people of color and create instability within the homeless community. <laughs> Sanity will not be tolerated because they really give a shit about um, stability within the homeless community and inherently unstable community. These people are insane. They're out of their minds. As long as we enable the drug use as much as possible, people will use drugs (laughs) less. There's also a bill under consideration in California. I I assume you're familiar with the Lululemon story about how those two women were fired. Okay. In California, they are considering uh, making what happened to those women, the statutory standard effectively. So if, any store, if you intervene with a shoplifter in any way, you will be charged because you've created a dangerous situation that has. That's, yeah, whatever. That's fine. These companies are going to put themselves out of business and I don't give a shit anymore, except I do give a shit about Lou. Really going up. Really <laughs> well, the good news is you can walk in and steal <laughs> leggings anytime you want. That is the official company policy. You know, $80. How about have. free? And How about 120? Are they that much? Oh, yeah. My, They're the yeah, best, my, though. My wife is uh, is a fan of those as well, but uh, mm-hmm. clearly I don't buy them as a gift very much because I have no idea how much they cost because I've already decided that's too much money for those. It is too much money, but I have pairs from like eight years ago, so I don't know. Yeah, but then a dog claw gets a rip in one and it's all over, you know? No, I'm telling you, those are resilient hmm. MFers. They really are. Blonde's ass. <laughs> Why are all these guys always looking at me whenever Blonde leaves the house? Do I know them? Do I owe them money or something? Am I on a missing asses poster? What on earth is going Look on at that here? Big ass. I think that you Look guys that might have a perception that my booty. ass looks better than it really does, especially in these pregnancy stages. If you saw me in life, you'd be so disappointed. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. The bun in blonde's oven. Mommy, if I turn out to be a boy, can I marry Sticks' kid? Um, he looks like he can produce one fine female. Have they showed their baby? Probably not. But I, I bet know. that baby is so cute. Yeah, I don't know. Matt's new house. Matt's going to be pissed when he finds out I'm haunted. Lucifer is a horrible room. Oh, man, I got a I got a haunted one. Oh, <laughs> uh, just so back? Airhead, who's doing the testing, just so you're aware, we can see the uh, the we testing can. that Sorry. is coming through. I'm not sure if he's tuning in now or not, but just in case you are, we can see that testing. It's all your tests. All right, we'll circle. We'll circle back. All right. Thank you, guys. We will come back at the uh, top of the hour. <laughs> Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Next up is Mean Steve. Mr. Steve, are you there? Mean hey, Steve. What's up, guys? What's are, you, mind, are you really a bastard? Oh, I'm a terrible person. That's <laughs> I remember Mean Steve. He's not that mean. In fact, I've never heard him be mean. Oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want to get your, your show canceled or nothing. So try and behave. All right. Well, what do you got for us? Uh, hmm. Where to where to start? Oh, uh, pretty exciting, Matt. Happy for you. Uh, oh, thanks. Getting a new house is pretty awesome. Uh, I actually just finally bought my own house for the same time, or 
bought my first house for the first time myself. Congratulations. Really? When, Congratulations. when did you uh, get it done? Uh, shoot. Just about two months ago. Okay. So you've Things been in happening. for a little while and uh, everything going as planned or you have any unexpected complications? Oh, I just had to buy a new water heater, dishwasher, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's was, experience in that too. And that's uh, how much of that work did you do yourself, if any? Uh, about half. Okay. Uh, it's funny. Jeez. I, yeah. It, <laughs> you, you know, I'm, I like to do things myself as well. And where you yeah. can save a buck, you know, it makes sense to do and yeah. trying to trying to learn some new things. You know, plumbing is never had to do any plumbing before. So I figured what yeah. the hell. Oh, so you actually did some of the plumbing work <laughs> on the, what the water heater. Yeah. And the uh, dishwasher, the dishwasher was funny. The, uh, I'm in home Depot. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, don't worry. Like they'll install and everything. I'm like, Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good deal. They show up at my house. They take the old one out. I'm like, here we go. This is what I paid for. Excellent. And, uh, the, the guy took like one look at the hookup in the back. He's like, Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm like, what? I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? What's the point of you? Yeah. <laughs> is it an older like, oh. house or what's the deal with the hookup? Uh, technically an older house. Yeah. 45, but, okay. um, he was like, Oh, this, this line ties into the sink. It, it needs its own dedicated line. I was like, it's own dedicated line. What to the, to the street? Like how, what do you mean? It's own dedicated line. I don't know. I was like, just get, get out of my house. Just get, get the fuck. <laughs> and then I'll so, figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, you so had I to create some new plumbing to the dishwasher and you did no, it. Six- I just kind of, I just kind of redid how the old one was plumbed up. So, and it works. Yeah. Okay. I was like, how did you take this one off? He's like, well, I did this, that, and this. I'm like, all right, get the fuck out. And I'm going to do, I'm going to undo <laughs> what you just did. Yeah. So like, well, I have to take a picture of it. Oh, and it's not going to be approved. I'm like what part of a get out of my house. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I always watch these YouTubers, like these chicks that are remodeling their house, their farmhouse built in 1897 or whatever. And they just mm-hmm. watch YouTube videos and they figure it out. I'm like, these dumb sluts can do it. Like, I just don't believe that people <laughs> can't do stuff like this. It is true. A lot of the, I'm not extremely handy, but I, the, the tasks around the house that I have learned 90% through YouTube. And yeah. Oh yeah. So my, my anything YouTube, from YouTube. Right? Yeah. So it my is really, it is a really valuable like, resource for that. Oh yeah. My, my YouTube before is like you guys and like Tim pool and you know, all of these, whatever content creators, independent yeah. people and, and news and Fleckus and whatnot. Now it's like yeah. <laughs> tear down your house and rebuild yeah, it. Yeah. Like, totally. <laughs> Although how, how to identify firewood by the, the bark and the rings and underneath and whatnot. Uh, just a, a PSA to everybody who's in the home improvement or fix it world of YouTube. For I don't the, think your job is easy. Yeah. Um, for the love of God though. Now I obviously I'm a guy who offers, I, I offer commentary. That's what I do. But when I'm, when I'm looking up a YouTube video for how to fix a thing, I mm-hmm. don't want 10 minutes of commentary until you fix the thing. It's like, just do the thing. I yeah. try to fix a, a Keurig coffee uh, machine or something. And you'll get two minute. You get, instead of just getting to the point, it's Keurigs are very popular. They're a very popular choice <laughs> for coffee makers because they're very convenient. And people like the ability to make one cup without having to commit to the whole uh, to the whole thing right, of uh, like to the whole filter of rent. Like, yeah, I know why people like Keurig, dude. Get to the point of fixing it. Yeah, really. Yeah, Let I me start watch, with what is a Keurig? Those videos I watch on one and a half, maybe even two times speed, depending on. <laughs> or if you're going to do that, be a good guy and timestamp the fixing part. You son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then, yeah. some of the outdoorsy stuff is even worse. You'll just have, I mean, I get it. It's, it's a different uh, speed. Like I was watching these different, you know, cutting down different trees and the, these different chainsaw mills that you can like modify your chainsaw and like cut like boards out of, out of trees and whatnot. And some of these guys are just, you know, good old boy in the back of the woods. He's, he's got, he's got his camera and he's like, yeah, you know, we're out here and it's a beautiful day. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, <laughs> let's move this along. Yeah, really? Yeah. We're here for a reason. But, right, well, that, that, that's good content on there. It's, it's unreal. That's great, man, though. I'm really uh, I'm glad to hear it. Congrats on your home purchase. And uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank any you. other final thoughts we ha- uh, you have before we let you go? Oh, yeah, sure. I so I think I think I adopted a dog yesterday. OK, really? <laughs> you think so. You found a stray is what you're saying. Yeah, like going through a rescue uh, thing and whatnot. So uh-huh. I've I've got like a reserve and a deposit down. Uh, adorable little thing. Uh, but right now his name is Mimi. So I'm trying nope, to come up with a better that. name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So is my, it a girl? My, It's a girl, yeah. It's what like kind of dog Australian, is it? Australian Shepherd slash Australian Cattle Dog, Blue Healer mix. It's a it's a good mix. Mixed mm. mutts. Rather, but... Uh, my my best name right now is Remy. All right. Remington kind of no, runs like with Mimi. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. If you got any ideas, throw them out, shout them out, maybe in the chat. There's I can only think of the you characters don't want to ask, right now. You do not want to ask the chat to name your dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go with this. Macaulay, like, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. Dog face or some retarded. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not going to work. Uh, highly I get, unadvisable. <laughs> I, was, uh, I guess maybe one one last thought blonde i love your interviews uh the seed oil stuff is i've been trying to yell that at people for years now the yeah. fucking grocery store is just like a yeah. poison like oh my god stick stick to the perimeter of the grocery store and even then like be careful oh i know but, there was a seed oil in one of my coffees the other day it, hmm. it's, it's just like, like what the fuck is this coffee Why grounds or what kind of like a I got like I like these artisanals, these artisanal lattes in cans that have. Oh, I know, like a I like oat milk. Beverage. Yeah, sometimes, like every once in a while, I like oat milk. I know I shouldn't, but I do. I, it's inexplicable. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'll, I'll give get, you like, all these animals, and you're squeezing the oats. I know. I don't know what it is. I just, I just like oat milk. I, I normally drink regular. That's milk, a big game, milk, man. It's gonna like grossing me out. So I get an oat milk latte, and I look, and it has soybean oil in it. My favorite is when it's huh. like vegetable and or soybean and or sunflower. Right, right. You know what the fuck is in it? It's just like. Have you looked on the back of Lay's potato chips? It says um canola and or soybean oil on the back of it. Oh, God, like you, so you use both canola and soybean. The Lay's potato and chip or... is an incredible creation of science, though, man. It is. It's it's delicious, but it's yeah. not that, really that's kind of the problem. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need like a chem lab to recreate. I know. It. Well, that's the thing. It's like. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of R&D that goes into these products. Now, I fully understand why one would want to avoid McDonald's, Lay's, all the sorts of processed foods that you're talking about. And of course, that's wise to do. Mm. But there's no denying the scientifically developed deliciousness of these things. It really is crazy to think how I don't know, man. I'm seeing a lot of things cooked in avocado oil on the shelves of my natural grocer. Mm. And I think that they're getting hip to the seed oil thing. Like Siete, that chip brand, they use Mm -hmm. no seed oils. It's all coconut or avocado oil. And Mm. it's the best. And even be careful with some of that stuff too. You'll see like mayonnaise made with avocado oil. And then on the back, it's like avocado oil and canola and soybean and or sunflowers. Those <laughs> so, motherfuckers. 
definitely take a look at the backside for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, you you could drink a Coke and you'll have more sugar in that one drink than someone would have had in like a lifetime, like a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's like probably yeah, true. They used to drink, <laughs> I think the, the statistic was like in 1890, people drank as much sugar in a month as one Coke. Yeah, probably. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, <laughs> man. Con- congrats again. And thanks for calling in. Yeah, you as well. Take care, guys. Okay. Alex God Eye is up next. Alex, are you there? Yes, I am here. What's on your mind? I have a dilemma, uh, and I wanted to know what, what you would do. Okay. Either of you. Um, so basically, let's say they have this sort of um, classmate, right, uh, in university. And um, you've been over to the house to study a couple of times. You get on pretty well. Uh, you think they're a good person. Um, you're pretty sure they're, your gut tells you that they're a good person. And then, you know, you you decide to look at their social media and you see that they're doing these really seemingly wholesome activities with this organization. You start looking into the organization and you realize that the organization is a, is a cult okay. with a certain political, with a certain political ideology. What kind of cult are we talking? Like not one of the fun kinds, right? Uh, well, I think they, you either end up funding a paramilitary organization or you end up participating in it directly. Hmm. Um, that might be yeah. a cool cult. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but it uh, it seemed kind of evil. Okay. Uh, right. So, yeah. So basically, um, you know, you, you think they're a good person, and um, you're, you're you can't you can't sleep because of this. It, it keeps you up at night. Okay. So you're faced with a dilemma of telling them, okay, trying to warn them, okay, this is a cult, um, be careful, you know, or like, um, you know, and when you warn them, the the thing is how far, you don't know how far into the cult they are. Well, wait, and this is not an established friend. This is a new acquaintance that you've made? This is someone you've talked to over the years, but you've never really, you're not like super close. You've you've talked to them in class, and maybe you've studied them with, uh, with we've studied with them a couple of times at their place, and that's about it. Yeah, okay. I, I I probably would not venture into the farthest I would go into that is maybe asking them questions about the organization from a perspective of curiosity. I I, I wouldn't go into either giving the impression of or actually trying to move them a particular way. Number one, if you're not really close to them. And number two, if you're not absolutely sure about the nature of the organization. I just, to me, that seems like uh, getting into business that is not necessarily yours to get into. I don't know. Maybe plant the mm. seed, though. Are you interested I mean, in learning is, about the organization? There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Uh, no, I mean, I know, I, I know that the organization is kind of thuggish and evil. Okay. In this situation. You're going to have to be more like, specific. Let's say that you already know that. Okay. You know for sure. You you, can you give me, you don't have to name what the organization is, but could you give me a, a hypothetical similar one? So I have some idea what you're thinking. Um, We're talking like they're well, in some kind of Antifa cell? Yeah, let's say, yeah, let's say some kind of Antifa cell. Yeah. Okay, so people do, they, people do quasi-criminal or actually criminal things in this group. 
And yeah. this person is a is like a, a, an associate of it. But you've not witnessed this person commit crime or something like that. Is that what you're saying? No, no, uh, no. And you, you you don't know if they're naive about the organization. Yeah. And maybe they're just in the process of getting sucked into the organization, but they don't know it. Yeah. Or maybe they're like really far into it and they're just posing, you know, just posting all yeah. these wholesome pictures. You know, you, you don't know like how far into it they, they are. So it's like you, you want to. You want to tell them, but if you tell them, then they might they might end up getting the group to target you if they ah. are already into. <laughs> so into you're the worried cult. about getting Antifa, is what you're saying? Okay. Exactly. You're worried about Antifa possibly targeting you and your family, okay? Right? Uh, or like, but you're also worried about their safety, well, this, and you're like, you man, don't know if what this to is do. if this is that dicey. I, I kind of got to ask you what's so valuable about this friendship. Why, why are you interested in it so much? I don't, I don't know. I've, I, I guess I feel really bad for this person. I, okay. I, I yeah. Um, so I, mean, I get the feeling thing. that they're essentially a good person. It's okay. just a, like a gut thing. So you care about this? Chick? It's a woman. Are you in love with her? Uh, do you want to do it with her? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't refuse. Um, okay, so, are so you that married? Is, a, is she that is a component. There is a romantic component to this. That's what. Are you acknowledging that? Well, this that... changes everything. Yeah. Why don't you tell us that? Okay, that is women lack different. agency. You need to pull her from this cult by marrying her. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Definitely, um, the the way that I interact with and treat my wife is certainly different than the way I interact with and treat my friends. And I'm not saying I treat either of them. It's not like I treat my friends poorly, but the nature of my relationship with my wife is one that rests on leadership, assertiveness, all of those things. So if this if this is a, a woman that you want to woo, then absolutely you're going to have to show those traits and those characteristics. If this is not about that, if this is not about actually winning this woman and it's just like, this is a friend of mine that I care about, if that's what this is, and you'll have to decide that for yourself, uh, every friend that I've had, that I've watched make bad decisions or do things I disagree with, the ones that I've salvaged, I've just had the sort of conversations asking questions like I'm talking about. It's not going to that friend and saying, like, lecturing them, you're doing this and that's bad. It's like, it's just trying no, to get but out this of them. Is that, that's two dudes. This is an entirely right. different and dynamic. I, so that's that's why I'm skeptical that. Wait, it, I have follow up questions. Right, go yeah, for just it. Forget I mean, I mean, every, sorry. Forget everything he said. That was all bad advice. Okay. Not the chick part, you, just the guy. Oh, part. The, the dude part was bad. Yeah. Okay. So are you, you're unmarried and she's unmarried? Yes. And but, how old I mean, are you? It, and it, how what, old is she? No, no, no. I got questions. I got questions. Okay, okay. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, I'm 22. And how old is she? The same age. Okay. And she's hot and has, like, presumably other qualities that you would like in a wife. Yeah, she seems quite, like, motherly and stuff. Okay, yeah. but she got caught up in some Antifa thing. Has she already become a giant whore? <laughs> Not at all. Okay, well then, then to she's my knowledge, not, at least. Then she's not beyond saving, and you need to get in there before like fifty Antifa dudes put it in her butt and uh, <laughs> save her, save her from this life of of sadness and grief. Maybe you should just get her pregnant. <laughs> no, I okay. 
I stand by my assessment. I, I actually agree with the general themes of what Blonde's saying, but I think what you got to do is you got to put up, uh, you got to be a leader here and you got to give her an alternative. If she's spending time hanging out with, say, you, she's not hanging out with this uh, sketchy group that you're worried about. So, uh, yeah. Have you guys gone on a date or anything like that? Or is this just uh, purely? No, no, never. I, you know, yeah. you know, I've only ever been to her house, you know, for the purposes of studying. And it was just you two or other people? Uh, I think one time it was just the two of us. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another time there was. I there think have, there, one there time. How could person. you have forgotten? What do you mean you think one time? Okay, we're being too hard on him. Okay. All right. Okay. But all these yeah. Antifa dudes are fags and pussies. So it should be really easy for you to slide in on there because she's used I mean, to hanging this, out with this this is not Antifa. It's an Antifa-like organization. Okay? okay, it's not like it's not leftist. It's oh. not leftist. So she's it's in like the of, Proud Boys or something. It's collectivist. Yeah, collectivist uh, not, or non-leftist. Well, so you she, want a collectivist woman, don't you? You don't want a woman like thinking for herself and all this stuff. What a disaster! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, she, you you got to tell us what it is now. You're in too no, deep. No, we can't. I think we don't do that. <laughs> Okay, fine. You're going to have to decide for yourself. To me, it sounds like you have a romantic interest in this girl. And if that's the case, you got to step up. You got to uh, you got to try to get her to, you know, you got to try to create alone time with just you. You got to get her out on a date. You got to you got to give her some alternative. And that means taking a leadership role and uh, becoming, you know, becoming a. well, I don't know. Offer to marry her tomorrow. Just propose. Just do that. <laughs> okay. We haven't led you astray. Okay, good okay. luck. Let uh, us know how thank it goes. You. <laughs> thank you. I, seriously speaking, good luck. And well, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you. But if you, if you, if there's something you want out of this girl, you absolutely should go for it and don't be passive about it. That's that's all I would say. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Go for it. Yep. Have a good night. Good night. Okay. I'm fine with what I said. Uh, what? Save her from uh, group anal? What did you say? Yeah. Okay. And not so many words. When you <laughs> says it, when you say it, it sounds so crass. That's not even a lot of words. Save her from group uh, anal. That's one hand's worth of words. Oh. You know, um, it's real quick aside, maybe this is for the best because we'll we'll need a break here before we'll get to drift rock in a minute. Thanks for patience, drift rock. We'll come right back to you. Um. You know, Owen Benjamin is back on Twitter these days uh, after awesome. he was banned for forever. <laughs> he's been on he's been back for a while. And Owen Benjamin, you know, people love him. People hate him. I find him to be an interesting thinker and a great Twitter follower because what you're not going to be bored by Owen Benjamin. OK, never bored. He's constantly posting interesting thoughts. And he was posting <laughs> in response to Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, um, I don't know what the law in Uganda is, but there's some anti-gay law that just passed in Uganda. What are you gay? Isn't that the why are you gay country? Wasn't that a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. interview from Uganda? Why are you gay? Yeah, yeah. I, so I think homosexuality is criminalized there. Like if you're caught having gay sex, it's like they kill you kind of thing. I think it's a law, wow. something like that. I, or they Based put you in prison. And Ted Cruz was tweeting about this disavowing and saying it's it's very terrible. And I'm not in favor of executing gays. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, that's not the point here. No, you uh, execute one gay publicly and the other ones. Won't. The other ones learn the lesson. It's, it's not that way. It's that Owen Benjamin was tweeting in response. Like, what is this? This is a, this is a, a Senator from Texas shilling for big anal. <laughs> and, 
And I just, <laughs> it's one of those like phrasings because it's, my wife and I will call everything big this, big that. Like she used to work in kind of the the health food store, the health food component of a grocery store. And she would always try to get me to buy the more expensive vitamins and stuff. And I'd be like, no, you've been duped by big health. You know, that's that you can buy men's one a day. It's the same thing for half the price. But I've never said big anal. Something about the phrasing of big anal. And it's it's just so funny because it is it is like its whole industry right now. All of Pride Month yeah. is is a production of big anal. This is it an really industry. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. And and the way that Owen phrased that. He's so funny. The way that you are talking about it with the the group anal for this girl just kind of reminded me of that. Anyway. Not Antifa, though, and not a leftist organization. What if he was the Antifa guy and he was calling on behalf of her interest in the Cowboys? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Let's catch up on chat really quickly. We'll get right back to the calls. Mike David Smoke Show says, It makes my heart glow that you both are having children. A blessing that I did not get to experience. I'm 51 years old. Uh, May the God of love and peace delight to dwell with and bless you. Well, thank you very kindly for that. I appreciate it. And uh, all the best to you as well. And and I can say uh, for sure, there there is nothing like looking at the the silly smile and hearing the silly laugh of your kid. It's uh, it's Mm -hmm. a it is truly a unique life experience. There's nothing really like it. Uh, Bert five five nine. You should have an idea of how much milk your cereal needs after years of eating cereal. It's fine to pour the milk before the cereal. I, you guys, you guys are psychopaths. I'm with you. You guys are like Citizen Kane fans. Okay, I just don't believe th- you, you say that. You what do is this, wrong with you? But I don't believe that you do. Nobody really does that. I do. But. I do. Haughty Twerkman, news from the north. Bank of Canada's Mister Tiffany Mecklem raised the interest rate a quarter point. And an Edmonton public school teacher admonished Muslim student for not participating. I in heard about this. I didn't hear about that yeah. one. Is uh, is Tiffany Mecklem like? Is that would that be Canada's Jerome Powell? Something like something that. like whoever the Canadian Fed person is. Anyway, uh, we're good on Rumble. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. We're good on D Live. We're good on Odyssey. So let's catch up on YouTube and Tippy. We'll get right back Blonde's to the Blonde's teeth. Why are always pe- people saying that my teeth are so white, but it's like a white nationalist thing? Do you know why? I don't know. I, I do know. have very white teeth. Well, congratulations. But, but I don't know why people keep saying that. Okay, we believe in white power and we don't hide it. We show it. Ah, mm-hmm. so it's very on brand. Dirt muffler butt. Okay. I never get to catch you live, but you guys always make my day. Just wanted to say your joy and pride. You, the joy and pride you take in your kids and families have inspired my fiance and I to embrace having a child after seven wow. years together. Cheers from New Hampshire. Slow clap. Slow clap. And because we love you, neither of You're you very special. wanted to have a child, I will not get up your ass for waiting seven years. That's the theme tonight. Uh, up asses everywhere. Okay, yeah. Uh, My mom did tell me that I say stuff like in that. In fairness, his name is Dirt Muffler Butt. So, um, yeah, congratulations. And th- thank you for supporting the show. And that's that's really great to hear. Um, you know, I when, whenever people, yeah, there's a lot of pride. As I leave this space and move on to the next thing, there's a lot of pride I have for, you know, what the show has become and the community that's involved in it and all of that. Um, whenever people mention that they've they've formed relationships through the show or been moved to build their families through the show, I, 
as far as I'm concerned, that's the greatest compliment that could possibly exist. So uh, yep. thank you for that. And, and all the best to your family. We're very, very glad to hear it. Um, that is so awesome. Mo Howard, funny self-absorbed dink. I noticed Matt's pride elementary school video last week. And some of the, the classroom footage was from my alma mater, El Dorado in Placentia. Ah. Speaking of anal, <laughs> uh, did, have, have you seen that clip? I, yes, I, know exactly I saw it. It circulated. People are so pissed as they should. The be. teacher, just so you know, you can walk into Target and get the sex toys. They're kind of hidden. And also, if you put it in a man's butt, he uh, it tingles really well because of uh, if you hit his prostate just the right way. And actually, you don't even have to put it in his butt. You can just press on the outside. And this, it was ridiculous. What was it like? High school. It looked like some kind of high school, I guess it must have been some sort of sex ed or whatever, but you have the the debate about whether sex sex ed should exist in public school at all. And I mean, strictly from the biological perspective of like, here's what happens, sperm meets egg type thing. This was a discussion that was far beyond that. This was a discussion about how to achieve certain quote unquote pleasures. I don't know about you. Like I had... I had biologically based sex education, but it was like, this is how reproduction happens. Yeah. I like, never. We're going to draw the fallopian tubes. It was never like, this is how you blow a guy. Yeah. I never, I never had that. Like, did you know they really like it if you do this? No, I, I no, that was not part of my education. Oh God. Uh, okay. We'll circle back. Okay. Thank you guys. Appreciate it very much. We'll come back to uh, your chats at the end of the stream. Is it hot? Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Yeah, but, uh, you know, some of us have advanced AC technology. You got to join the club. What AC? (laughs) Uh, Drift Rock, are you there? I am. All Um, right. I fear that you've called in to tell me that my movie taste sucks, but what do you think? It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, well, actually, there there are two things. uh, the first thing is I'm, I'm going to explain to you uh, why I was uh, I got a little aggravated with you on Sunday. Oh, no, wasn't the review because I expected it. No, I, I sent you one of my favorite uh, and w- most worn worn out jokes, and you didn't get it. And I I, I I sent another super chat to try to explain it, and you still get didn't get it. So Man. I'm going to have to okay. program it here for okay. you. Okay, I the floor so, is yours. So um, at least twice in the movie, um, uh, some peasants identify that Arthur is the king. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I quote, he's not all covered in shit. Yeah. And I started out by explaining that we have a septic injection pump in our basement. And every two to four years, something goes wrong with it. And I end up having to pull it out and mess with it mm-hmm. and i always end up reminded that i'm not the king because Therefore, you, right because you're getting uh well i can i can make the connection okay yeah it it, it wasn't working on sunday i, I thought we got that at the last part though didn't we get oh, i thought okay. on the second one we got the connection but maybe i'm okay maybe i'm not remembering correctly yep um, the other thing is, I wanted to, to tell you a story about the uh, uh, histor- one of the uh, historical significances of that movie that a lot of people uh-huh. don't don't know about. Okay, and and that is um, uh, this part. Lots of people know about. Um, for about ten years after the movie came out, or, or at least ten years after the movie, uh, if you were uh, in any. Uh, 
a nerd of any worth, you knew that movie from back to front. You know, um, uh, when I was in college, you could walk up to anyone and, uh, you know, say a line in the movie and uh, a crowd would gather around and everyone would just start reciting all the lines of the movie. It, it was that much of a thing. Hmm. And then in uh, the mid '90s, I was working for a, uh, a, a, a large federal agency, and uh, that had a fairly high nerd population. <laughs> okay. And um, uh, networking internally was just getting to be a thing. You know, everyone had a computer on their desk, and um, um, they had these uh, message boards. And uh, uh, there were message boards for talking about this and that and complaining about things. And there was one about the cafeteria. And uh, they got a new contractor to manage the cafeteria. And um, they, I guess as a cost-saving measure, they got the bright idea that they're going to have the, the people serving the food, doling it out at the, in the lines at the food stations, uh, weigh everything before they put it on someone's plate. And so the, you know, the, the, the lines backed up, you know, going down for lunch took an, you know, uh, over an hour and there were a lot, lots of people complaining yeah. and there were a lot of people c complaining on this chat board. And this one particular rant that someone left there ended with the uh, phrase, and what is a potato supposed to weigh anyway? Mm -hmm. And uh, someone came back uh, with uh, a, uh, a response that a lot of us appreciated. It was just a three-word uh, question, African or European? <laughs> which, of course, a Monty Python reference. Well, of, of course, the EEO office parasites uh this was brought to their attention and they of course recognized that what this actually was was a a some sort of uh oh, racist no innuendo no about the people so this working really in the cafeteria i okay so i thought this was just going to be as simple as a monty python reference but you're this goes into something of a hoax hate story R right oh my so, god so so what happens is uh, the guy who left that that uh, witty response, um, a couple days later, the EO uh, Nazis show up at his office and call him into the office with his boss, and they explain uh, that you know um, um, you know what he did was was uh, you know uh, terrible and racist and all that, and he attempted to explain that no no this is a monty python reference yeah and 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 uh they they told his boss that he had to basically you know write him up you know uh, uh you know uh did anyone put, complain put his... about this or did oh, it was it just, on, they just found on. it okay sorry it, it, it gets better okay <laughs> so so um um they explained to his boss that his boss is going to have to write him up mm -hmm. And and um, the boss said, uh, "No, I, I don't want to do that." And they explained to the boss, "Is you'll write him up, or we're going to go to the guy over you, and he's going to write you up." <laughs> okay. And, and, 
and and so the, the one of the problems here for them is because or, or is that um, what they didn't know that each as each day of this Kafka-esque drama was playing <laughs> out, he was going to the message board and 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 you know uh, sending out a log of what was going on to everyone in the agency. Good and so er everyone knew about this. And it was like a week later, someone apparently con contacted the E office and said, do, do you guys understand what 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 morons you, you look like in fr front of the agency? And uh, this was this was so epic that that there was a, another government agency down the road where the folks down there knew all about this. Yeah. Well, um, of course, now that he had made them look like fools, uh, um, you know, now they were mad. And I don't know what they did to him, but um, about 20 years later, um, I was talking with a coworker, and he actually worked in the office with this guy when this was happening. And he said he knew the guy. And I said, well, you know, I... I'd love to meet him. He's my hero. <laughs> and and basically what he uh, he he introduced me to the fellow, but he did it sort of surreptitiously. He didn't tell the guy that I wanted to meet him because he was he was Mr. Uh, African or European. Yeah. Um, um, the guy was apparently so traumatized by it. He didn't, he, he, he wouldn't talk to anyone about it. So oh, no. I just met him and, 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 and I'm like, oh, that, you know, my, my brush with greatness, you know, I got to meet this guy, but, but I, 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 so I, they ruined his life. They must've done something like really awful to him. They must Maybe have, he had some might. major career setback or something like that. But if he was super traumatized by it, he probably should yeah. find his ball. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, remind that, me what that year was this how, happened. When, when did this? What, what's that? Remind it was me. Twenty what, years it, ago, right? So this was, was uh, early was 90, around, or early two thousands. It, it was around nineteen ninety five. Okay, um, dude, uh, who uh, gave a shit in the nineties about stuff like this? What a bunch of losers! Well, well, it just shows you that that this stuff has been going on on for, for a quite while, a while. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and of course, no one had heard of D. DEI back then, but yeah. it was the EEO office, and that's what those people were all about. Now, back back then, we didn't take them that seriously because this particular agency at that time was really white and really male. Uh, but uh, wow, those were the uh, days now, when the equity office was full of white yeah. guys. Imagine such a thing. yeah, holy uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Friday, they're they're having a pride walk. Oh God. See, well, doesn't this make you Hitlery? <laughs> uh, well, there well, are. The, Go ahead. Sorry. The the reason I can't be Hitler is I'm a geezer, and I knew people who actually fought the Nazis. And uh, so you know, everybody's terrible in wartime. Let's just get over it. The Russians were a nightmare too. Well, well, they still are. <laughs> That's true. You're a geezer. How old are we talking, old man? Um, I, uh, I'll, I'll turn 65 in another month. Oh, that doesn't even sound that old to me anymore. But, but, all right. Uh, well, but, thank you for the story. That, uh, that is it, not where I was expecting that to go at all. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, you're more than welcome. And I, thank, I, thanks for your, always uh, happy to 
share their war stories. Of course. <laughs> and thanks for uh, thanks for your support for the show and for calling in. Appreciate it. Yep. Well, you're more than welcome. Have a good night. You too. Okay, Teresa awesome. is up next. What's they just awesome? went into the Institute of Sexology and just burned everything to the ground. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. This uh, I I am interested in this piece of the history. That is not uh, a piece that I learned growing up. Obviously, that's because everybody would be like, "So what else were they right about?" Well, it makes sense. Um, it does make sense to think, and this is not just in general. I'm not a uh, I'm not team book burning, obviously. But it does make sense to think that there were reasons why it happened. Yeah. yeah. And that it was probably more than just we don't like books. Books in right. general are right. bad. There was there Especially be- because they were they were Philistines and, and Anglophiles. Like the idea that the Nazis who loved European culture, Western European culture, hated literature is preposterous. Yeah, it's uh that it, it you just see well growing up in the history it's like you see the 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 image of the pile of books burning and it's like look at that look at those evil guys all right on to the next lesson yeah um they Teresa, weren't philistines is what i meant to say sorry tree sap yeah hey what's up what's How on your mind guys talking about burning books yep. uh, yes do you uh, you have a particular book that you like to burn any particular literary kindling uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah, all the gay and tranny books, you know. <laughs> I guess I, for, to me, I, and I don't know how much of the context you've caught, and I don't mean to hijack your call, so take it whatever direction you want, but the, I didn't realize that the transgender ideology stuff is as old as it apparently is. I thought that this was newer, like more more unique to our time, but apparently not. Apparently this is uh, uh, like a, at least a century old at this point. It, well, it was a problem in ancient Rome, although they obviously didn't have the technology to be doing any hormone therapy or anything. Yeah, like I that. guess, and it's probably a, a difference in terms too. Like they might not have used the term transgender, but yeah. eunuch. Yeah. History of transgender. Anyway. Yeah. What uh, I think a lot of these things are are a little bit older than most people think. I mean, mm-hmm. what we like to do kind of now is blame the 60s you know, oh well in the 60s you know this happened or whatever okay but... there's a lot of blame to go around as far don't as let the boomers off the hook oh no yeah. no doubt about it but a lot of these ideas were seeded a lot earlier than the 60s you know yeah. um indeed in the 20s with uh you know i know blonde will like this uh with the suffragette movement uh women's suffrage <laughs> um yeah you know, a lot of the kind of libertinism Silly woman. Was, was seen. I mean, if if you read even just literature about the time, like uh, uh, what's that one book, The Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. right? It, it kind of highlights what it might have been like to live during that period. And, you know, so women with short skirts, we often think that that's not the case uh, in the 20s, but it definitely was in this kind of open libertine lifestyle. And yeah. so- Yep. Only the Great Depression stopped that for a while, you know, and World War II. Really. What was it about the Depression mm. that stopped that? It's just that we didn't have the time for such. Because women were too busy starving to death to be giant whores. That, that, that's really the. <laughs> it seems like horror would be a very viable career path in desperate times, though. Times were really desperate. Too yeah, desperate yeah. for prostitution? <laughs> I'm sure there were tons of prostitutes. Yeah. Great Depression yeah. prostitutes. <laughs> Sorry, Blonde's over here doing the full research. But yeah, and and then World War II, of course, came. Many of the men left. Women yeah. were kind of forced into these positions. And then um, as the men came back, some sense of normalcy came back. But if you look at, at like, for example, Rebel Without a Cause, 
that movie kind of highlights what the 50s was like. So wow, their the, children weren't really on it. Can I know? just say I'm amazed how easily you plugged right into this conversation because I we were talking, you know, World War Two era history and I didn't know what you wanted to talk about. But all of a sudden you're an encyclopedia on the yeah, topic. <laughs> so, we have a very impressive audience. No, that was that was that's that's really seamless. That's that's frankly <laughs> strange. So um, did do you have why are you so knowledgeable about this? Is this an area of interest for you or what? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I well, I mean, so part of I think part of all these kinds of topics is what brings me, you know, to, to y'all stream hmm. uh, as well as others. But yeah, no, I've definitely looked into some of this because I think it's easy. What I think is easy is for us to kind of put the blame on these really. Um, I don't know how, how I guess I would explain it, but basically there's this kind of appeal to novelty, right? Mm -hmm. So whenever we want to blame something, we look for the most recent reason, right? So the economy's True. bad, well, because the current president or the former president or whatever. Um, I work in <clears throat> finance, by the way. Uh, I'm a stockbroker. Ew. And, um, yeah, I know. I'm trying to get out. Um, <clears throat> but it pays. You got to do what you got to do. I think you're totally yeah. right about that. And then people also lack the historical knowledge to make an argument for anything preceding right. current events. Um, right. Yeah, people need to go back way further if they want to talk about sure. modern cultural problems. Like, yeah. like nobody talks about the Enlightenment and what the enli Enlightenment values did to our culture. It was planting the seed of this hyper-individualism yeah. that did all this shit. Yeah, I'm going totally. to allow you to engage in such defamation for the moment in the interest <laughs> of the conver conversation. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Hyper-individualism is for incredibly smart people and maybe some religious people and then people that have a sense of morality in the absence of religion. It's like the top yeah. two to 4% of any given society, like a, a society like ours, it's been infiltrated with idiot minorities and all of these like lay folk. They need to be ruled with an iron fist. There's no other way to be, uh, to be as serious as possible. I would say that I think the, the best of what enlightenment philosophy, uh, established or led to I, I think that it's a it's a a well-grounded philosophy for the relationship of the individual to government certainly right. as a as a blueprint for living a worthwhile fulfilled life i think it's incomplete in that regard but when i express my appreciation for it as an influence of our founding documents i think that that is correct right 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 but necessity right. supersedes the desire to have um a hands-off relationship with government so it doesn't even matter to most people in america because they need the government because they can't do anything on their own they're too incompetent so enlightenment well, values it's like i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep <laughs> trying to tell them that's wrong and we'll see how it goes yeah i, re I, I really you. think what what happened is basically that much of the enlightenment thinkers took for granted the basic fundamental christian and mm -hmm. not yeah. judeo really christian <laughs> precisely yeah. um uh, values yeah and uh, if you right? assume now, that is baseline and that's a constant right. then you can see how you get there yeah right right and so but the the problem is of course you don't get to pick the end result of your argument so that that's the problem that a lot of people have is that they think they can draw some line in the sand and say well so for example with the tranny argument hey look you know don't touch the kids that's the line in the sand it's okay for adults but if you grant that adults can be born in 
you know, uh, the wrong body, <laughs> then you must grant that for children as well. Mm. And then if that's true, then the person who's claiming that children shouldn't go through with these surgeries or hormone replacement therapies are therefore the bad guys because you're not following the logic of the argument. So you it's can't. The old slippery slope, logic. eh? God, 100%. how stupid we were. How and so the, the, the Enlightenment did the same thing mm. by making a bunch of arguments that undermined some of the Christian uh, fundamental values yeah, without totally. realizing it because they assumed that the values would remain the same. And then we, yeah, they, up... they like Matt does chronically projected their intelligence and reasonability on, on a stupid, stupid, godless population. Yeah. I was, I was listening how to a podcast you? recently where they were talking about how people make decisions. They said, there's primarily three ways in which people make decisions. They said one is the analytical way, which mm -hmm. we often think of as actual decision-making. Then there's ethical decision-making where people basically just say, is it right or wrong based on whatever their moral worldview is. And then there's affiliation based, which is basically just people deciding what group they want to be in based yeah. on what, you know, uh, how good the group looks to society. So this is probably some large majority of Democrats against yeah. Trump. Where they say, ah, Trump is bad, so I don't want to be uh, affiliated with those people. Mm -hmm. So let me join the Democrats. And they actually don't think through any of the issues. They just blanket adopt all of the positions of that party or that group. Yeah, um, That's probably you know. true, but the average person uses an amalgamation of, of all of the aforementioned. Because you just don't have time sure. to be reasonable about every For single sure. thing. Yeah. So there some people are kind of closer to doing one or the other. They they lean on, you know, some of these more. So the the really scary part of course is that there's some uh in the podcast they were saying about a third of people heavily lean on this affiliation group. So they really don't wow, think I'm surprised. Through. That sounds low to me actually. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that would so imply the other two are about equal in size and that would be shocking right. to me too. Yeah, that's fantastic, though. That means that people are going to are going to follow the leader when the time comes. Imagine if everybody in the world was like Scott. I mean, or would Hitler. the world be a better place? Yeah, or Hitler. <laughs> Uncle A. Truly, would would the world be a better place if people were exhaustively reasonable, as opposed uh, to um, just just following the herd? Thank you for the compliment. I have my flaws, uh, so we don't we don't we don't want more me's. We do want people who. Uh, know things might be better i mean people would make more rational decisions yeah but the the thing is in um uh, understanding my own personality and understanding the flaws in it and why people would be critical of it i am the sort of guy who's going to sit around thinking about something often for too long while the opportunity oh, yeah. or the time necessary passes there is need for people who are quicker to action and more comfortable with you could call it risk taking. You could call it, um, I don't know, just action over words. There's value to that. And but in my terms sort of, of personality does not fit that. But I think that you would prevent, if, if everybody were like you, it would prevent this, this bureaucratic process that we go to, go, that we go through, um, the result of which has been like all, innumerable laws. And just all of this, all this crazy giant government. I think that people really were thinking through their decisions. You know, you would read every page of that on the bus spending bill that had 4,000 pages. No, I'm not doing I mean, that. 
nothing would get get, would get done in government not, and it would be awesome well, that that would be glorious that would be amazing. yeah yeah i'd say to be fair if you took matt and flipped his worldview upside down then you would have precisely those people being bureaucrats in big government right? yeah, because probably. they would say big government is the way that we're going to solve these problems yeah. we've thought this right. through look at all these solutions we have and so i think that's exactly what you see you have these big thinking heads that basically generate all of this so that's true I, that's true I, I but i mean there can't we don't there can't be people like me universe. though because there would just be mass executions and stuff there has to be people like matt <laughs> yeah we need a council me. We need a council yeah. of both of us, obviously, to yes. run the world. No one could do it better. And we need advice. We need Treesap as a senior advisor because whatever there the topic is, we can right. just refer to him and he. Yeah. Like, oh, Before we I'm... let you go, how old are you? I want to. How did you attain so much worldly knowledge? Yeah, I'm around y'all's age. Okay. Uh, oh, this is making me feel really uh, inferior. So. Yeah, wow. I, I just I'm I'm like Matt, just a, 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 a well, I don't want to disparage you but i'm a big nerd so i just read a bunch of sure. history yeah philosophy you gotta be a nerd uh, nerd is a way of saying enthusiastic about something and yeah everybody What's needs enthusiasm for something in their life well, well you know i don't point? know how people take it so i'm, I'm not trying to disparage yeah. but yeah yeah well it's glowing uh, look how happy he is thank you for the call man i appreciate it all right yeah see you have a good night mm, interesting okay just in time for batman Batman, are you there? Hello. Oh. Oh. Oh, we uh, have we have undersea Batman. Uh, <laughs> huh? It sounds like your Under your mic oh. sounds a little rough, but we can deal with it. Sorry. Hopefully you can hear me. We can. It sounds like over the radio, Batman, actually. Uh, it's totally this, clear. Uh, no, this headset needs to be replaced. I guess it's it's kind of cool. It sounds to me like you're you're we're talking to each other on radios in each other's like while we're sitting in our bunkers during the gay war or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, should I Coming. do like the like the like the Bane thing? Would that work? <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got trees on the perimeter. Why you Okay. Anyway, seriously speaking, we're kind of tight on time. So what's, what's on your mind? Yeah, Even I, though I, I like this I bit, know. let's get to what you want to talk about. All right. Transgenderism does not exist. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, I'm going all out here. So transgenderism is just mental illness. And um, the people who suffer from this mental illness do not have to do not need to have their their bits cut off they need to they, they need psychological help yeah, do you any, agree anything yeah. otherwise is cruel enabling the delusion right. is cruel i don't yeah is, you you don't you don't hand the alcoholic the bottle because it makes him feel better yeah uh, yeah especially because it makes you feel better to do that well yeah, yeah you get to virtue signal about how you're helping that really is the most messed up part about all of this is that everybody that is supporting tra the transgender movement thinks that they're doing it um, for the sake of inclusion and what is good and what is kind, even though this might be the cruelest possible thing that you can do to society, your culture, and the people involved. Um, I think in particular for men who are trying to transition to women, it is literally the cruelest thing you can do. I don't know. Have you seen those circulating Twitter pictures of the, of the post-op female-to-male 
dick. I have, and I understand the process behind it. God, dude, which there... is even more terrifying. But there I were a few days where I'm scrolling a man, through. Sorry, go ahead. Emasculating a man is yeah. literally the worst thing that you can do to a person. Why do you think it's worse than the reverse? What's the distinction? Um, I think large, largely because the function of a man is to be a protector, mm -hmm. to be a provider, to be a, um, functionally a, um, you know, a bulwark against threats. And unfortunately, or actually, no, not unfortunately, um, a great deal of your ability to do that comes from the fact that you get testosterone, right? Right. So yeah, yeah. But what they're doing to women, you, you know, get taking away, obviously, huh? Well, what they're doing to women, I mean, I mean, taking away what it means, you know, that the mysticism of being a woman and everything that it, that it means to be a woman is also, is also incredibly cruel. Like they're confusing people on the, the most basic parts of their identity. You can recover from racial confusion and things like that because they're less integral to your identity than who you are as a man or as a woman. This is like really psychologically tormenting and fucked up that, that we're allowing people to engage in this. I just have no tolerance for these people that think that they're doing it because they're kind. Um, I agree. I will say I, I, I literally do think that men to women transitions is absolutely worse because um, a man has his purpose um, in protection and uh, providing for the family and mm -hmm. all that, then you literally biologically remove that from him. Yeah. Right. If you biologically remove that from a woman, she can still sort of, she can't necessarily have children, which is what the biological function of a woman is, but she can still sort of live the same life that she wanted to. No, I'm calling bullshit on this. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, I see what he's saying. Like the feminine role is more recoverable than the masculine role potentially. Exactly. Yeah. Because of the way society views men and women. Okay, I, I see that. Well, I just think like, like by the nature of like maybe the biological truth of it, that that the the strength of what testosterone brings, like once you start chopping at that, there ain't there ain't no bringing that back. Chopping that's the word that exactly. comes to your mind. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Well, I mean, that's what they're trying to do, though, right? That's why this is um, this is so emasculating because because the left they hate the protection that men provide because it takes away the ability of the government to wield that control, exactly. that protective control. Yes. And somebody in the live chat just said, pointed, pointed this out, and this is totally true. The end game of all of this is transhumanism. If they take away what it means uh, yeah. to be a man, what it means to be a woman, uh, then the next thing, human. or what it means to be human, yeah. that's exactly right. Then we're all yeah. in, uh, what was so, that movie that we just saw? The AI one that was really good? The Matrix? Deus, Ex, Ex Machina. Uh, yeah. Oh. Or, yeah, <laughs> ex machina. Yeah, ex machina. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that movie. It was, oh, it was, it was so really good. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The dancing. Anyway, the point uh, the the point is it's not really about like, you know, what's I know I made a whole thing about um about the fact that like it's worse for, you know, men 
having their junk cut off. But the point is, transgenderism does not exist. Yeah. It is a mental illness that needs to be treated in ways that don't involve a fucking scalpel. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to keep going. The to- sooner that we stop, the sooner that we stop um, treating this, not, I'm not saying you guys, I'm yeah. saying um, the sooner that we, as a as a culture, sort of stop treating this like it's anything more than a delusion, the faster that we will recover as a society. Yeah. Well, I... I- <laughs> I hope for that. I just, I think, I think that we're, I don't know. If they're going to be beating up parents in Southern California for objecting to the, uh, you know, sexual lessons for their kids. I just, I, I, I I just worry that the gay war to some extent is an inevitability that this is going to be something that is decided on terms more than just, uh, well, the sort of polite agreement that you're talking about, Batman, which is what I want, not just for the sake of peace, but for the sake of people, for the for the sake of people living lives that are fulfilling, happy, satisfying and pursuant to truth. For as much as we joke about transgender people and that is sort of the joke du jour right now, given all the news, I don't want these people to suffer. I don't want to have a whole population of people who are experiencing pain and dissatisfaction and also are my neighbors and are in my community yeah and members of of you know my church my school my employer wherever i don't want any of that i want people to live happy satisfied fulfilled lives and no matter how you slice the data transgender people do not do that operation or not hormones or not affirmation or not these people are disproportionately unsatisfied and unhappy themselves all the time look at uh look at freaking uh what's her name now elliot page formerly ellen page now just (laughs) jussie smolletted herself too yeah you know she she was she was actually quite attractive once i know you you look at a cute girl you look at this and you think that is it that is she is a great wife for somebody and she could have had a great life. And now she's this freak show, weird looking dude. All, and she writes memoirs about how she's a boy she's not a and, dude. and goes on the goes on the well, her appearance is, a, you know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, point taken. Um, <laughs> and and now she just now she's a, a some sort of a public personality where she just goes on the news and talks about how she was how she's been miserable for forever. But she's slightly less miserable now because she hacked it off and because people affirm her occasionally that is not a happy person and even she is admitting she's not happy yeah i wonder well, how much best, this actually has to do with her gender also is that she she wound up like giving up a whole bunch of like business opportunities for that right so she didn't just fuck over her life like biologically she fucked over her life um from a business standpoint well, yeah. as well now of course she she's probably a you know multimillionaire probably has more money than any of us can really even think about at what cost though you you couldn't give me a billion dollars to transition into being a man i wouldn't do it for a billion dollars think of that there is nobody who has more there's like outside of say uh bruce slash caitlin jenner or someone like that there's probably no transgender person with more resources and more affirmation and more celebration at her disposal than someone like Ellen Page or Elliot Page. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter and, though. And it like, doesn't. It's still not enough. It's still not enough to 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 be fulfilled and to be happy. This is an aside though, but there is something psychologically wrong with actors and that desire <laughs> to like be seen at, and you be know, heard and everything actor. like that. <laughs> voice actors are fine. I mean, it's I psychopathic though. Voice acting for you guys. That's true. It's like society needs to celebrate me because I'm good at pretending I'm something that I'm not yeah. for a living. It's the whole thing is weird. I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with that particular take. I think that the ability to act um, is a skill, um, one that is sort of innate to people. It's not learned. So acting schools are retarded, um, but it's it's a it's a skill that is innate to people. You can either do it or you can't. Um, and a lot of the best actors are people who basically just you know showed up on the stage and just rocked the role. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank thank you for and, your call oh. and your uh, your contributions as always. I'll give you a, a last word if you want it though. Before we let you go, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all go. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Appreciate it as always. All the best to you and your family, and we'll catch you next time. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. You too. Okay, that'll do it on callers tonight. Appreciate all of our callers, of course. If you would uh, like to participate in the show, but you're having trouble calling in, or you can't participate live, of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and we will take those email questions at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Wow. Speaking of the night's theme of uh, anal, here's a clever <laughs> name. Buck Futter. <laughs> Blonde, according to your immaculately researched theory, <laughs> I said I did no research on this. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to the to the rape talk again. This was last week that we had that conversation, right? Rape should not be or rape. Yeah, yeah. rape should not be a capital offense as it incentivizes murder. What if we then published rape with a quick death, say a bullet to the brain and murder with a slow one? Perhaps what's, what's the term here? Gibbeting, gibbeting. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to I look should. that up. Uh, just so I understand flaying. I know from uh, Game of Thrones. Gibbeting. Okay, so an instrument. People may be surprised to find out that I am anti-death penalty. We've talked about it before. Yes, but... um, because I don't trust that the judicial system is capable of um, making correct decisions about justice. This is why I advocate for. Um, the pitchfork mobs and I'm kind of okay with murdering somebody in that case but in terms of death penalty I'm like ah, I don't know I'm not on this well, I don't trust trial by jury I do trust pitchfork mob that is correct all right fair yes, enough I, I'm that's, fine with that's that that's your position obviously rape should not be a capital offense right uh definition being eligible for capital punishment that's what we're saying yes yeah that, that is what it means. Um, right? Well, I I guess I haven't thought about that. In general, I uh, I consider myself, generally speaking, an opponent of the death penalty for the reasons that you've described. It's not that there are no crimes worthy of death. It's that I am skeptical of the government's ability to get that right with the uh, 
success rate that is necessary to justify that being no matter for the sake of this question let's assume that we both trust the government let's assume it's correct and so let's say that you know someone without a doubt is mass murder is a serial killer I think yeah. that death is a just penalty. The penalty, For sure. if, if the definition of justice is that the punishment fits the crime, that is a death for death type exchange, not just one death for one death, but one in exchange for several. Now, is the taking of a life outright, does that fit the crime of violating someone sexually against their will? No. I, I suppose that the the proponent of that position would say that in ways the worst of rapes can be worse than murder because they're the most horrifically violent attack that a person could experience and survive to still comprehend and survive. It. Yeah, and but it's like the, but it's like their survival is an additional punishment in a way. According okay, to that that's theory. just insane. Would I'm you rather to, be I'm, raped and murdered, or would you rather be raped? Any one of you. <laughs> Do you I can have be to raped answer that and, question? And you can I don't want to create that soundbite. I would rather um, be raped. Please rape me. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's just, it's preposterous to think, <laughs> you know, I've seen every episode of that show I survived and every woman that was raped and not murdered was like, I thank God for my life every day. They're not yeah. all like, wow, I really wish he would have finished the job. I mean, they're grateful for the lie that they have and that they were able to get away. So I guess, it's not, I guess it's I, not a capital offense, although all I guess people, I have to say, I guess I have to say, yeah, by my own kind of walk through the reasoning there, I would say that it, it is not that it is not. It's still not a crime that is on the level of murder. Yeah. Yeah. But if, you know, somebody rapes somebody else and then a pitchfork mob goes after the person for justice and then like lynches them, I'm in. Well, wait, why is that different, though? Because it's not the government. It's the people. <laughs> That's really but the, what well. According to the theory, the government is the people. I understand that theory <laughs> has been compromised uh, a few different ways. I know. But in its perfect form, or in its, not perfect, but in its designed form, the government is by the people. Um. Anyway, that, uh, okay, so let me, uh, so I guess your answer to get back to the question, just no, no, no fast deaths, no slow deaths for rape is the answer. Yeah. Okay. Uncle well, Big Nut. <laughs> unless they're, unless they're privately done. Not, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm into um uh lynching contractors. Contractor, like, what? Yeah, it's contract work. The pitchfork mob associated justice is like it's contract work for the government, but it's for the people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is real like anarcho capitalist type stuff here. I don't know what to tell you. There's not a lot of logic behind what I'm saying. I'm not fully following it. it morally, but I find it entertaining, so I'll allow it. Oh, it's morally inconsistent. Yeah. So. Okay. Given the subject occupies 99% of your headspace, I, I assume this is for me. How would you define race? If skin color is a factor, are albino Africans white? What a stupid argument. Oh, this person's a retard. If skull shape is important, How what race is Joseph Merrick? He has a very big nut. Uh, yeah, really. If the nose is an identifier, how would you place Thomas Wetters? Who does who is he? Let me look this up. If no, can you read the rest of this? I got to look at this. Um, if you cite common ancestry, is the implication then that say, uh, staying within one's race is just a euphemism for incest? Um, if you cite common ancestry, is the implication then saying that staying within one's race is just a euphemism? Okay, I, I don't even know where to start. This whole thing is so stupid. Okay, how would you define race? Of course, skin color, head shape nose are all are all factors but no single um identifier is is giving you the entire picture of race 
race and ethnic origin are they're in your DNA. Like you can take a DNA test and they can be like, this is your racial background. It's not because of your skin color or your skull shape, although there is remarkable continuity among certain races in that regard. Um, and ancestry, uh, a euphemism for incest, like, would you say that, uh, if there are a billion people that have the same ancestry, that them marrying and interbreeding with one another is incestuous because that's just fucking retarded. That's so stupid. Why? Why? I'm, incest is when you fuck your cousin, you know, you, you, I guess you I've never thought sister. about the strict boundaries is cousin the boundary of, I would say third cousin and above is awfulness. Okay. But beyond that is fine. You got to draw well, the mean, line somewhere. I'm not even you trying to, to gotcha. It's yeah. like, I, I've never thought about what the, I assume there are definitions to this to the extent that say incestual marriages are not recognized so far. We don't have a constitutional right to them, but they haven't looked closely in the 14th amendment enough yet. We'll get there. Um, Um, I just haven't, and this is so stupid because there's so much more cousin marriage. You know, a third of Pakistani marriages are are first cousin marriages. I've heard that cousin marriages. Yeah. Um, so acting like I'm the one that's all obsessed with race is insane. Like look at other cultures and how obsessed they are with keeping it in the family. Um, and then I'm like, oh, this Irish person should probably marry this German person. Oh, incest it's, it's retarded. Right? Well, this is kind of interesting. And your, your answer, I think your answer is, is it makes sense to me. It's sort of like asking what's the definition of a Corvette versus a pickup truck? Is it right. the wheel size? Is yeah. it the, yeah. um, aerodynamic shape of the car body? Is it the fact that one is a coupe or a sedan and the other has a truck bed? And it's like, well, it's kind of a combination of all of those things. Right. And I can tell you what like a sports sedan or a sports coupe looks like. And I can tell you what a pickup truck looks like. And the fact that there are bizarre kind of half creations like those weird short bed pickups that are kind of not really trucks and not really cars i'm thinking of like so the tiger Su- woods is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. tiger woods is the subaru baja of race <laughs> where you don't really know what that is it's like i can sort of see a pickup in there there's also like yeah. a subaru lesbian wagon vibe mm-hmm. going on um yeah i mean i obviously this this question i think was more for you but i i would yeah. i would ca- i would count a lot of this in the exception does not disprove the rule. Certainly there are a lot of gray there. We, we live in a global world and all. So yeah. there's a lot of mixture. There's a lot of meshing, but, but to act like you, you see a black person, you see a white person and you, you can't tell or like there's no way to differentiate it's just intellectually dishonest. Right. I mean, we, we know those things when we see them. So there's gotta be some distinguishing factor that tells us what we're looking at. With the acknowledgement that sometimes there are people where it's like, yeah, I, you're you're kind of all the racist tiger. You you get to be whatever you want. You get all the affirmative action available. But thank you, Mister Big Nut. I appreciate your question, even if Blonde does not. <laughs> all right, uh, Interrobang. Uh, hi, Matt and Blonde. I'm going to defend Richard again. What value in the battle of I? Uh, what value is there in a battle of ideas if the outcome of the battle can't result in changes to the law? It's not that just banning those ideas from the public, or is it not just banning those ideas from the public square? If the battle of ideas is going to matter, there has to be consequences for winning, or people won't play that game. For example, traditional marriage won the battle of ideas in California when Prop 8 was passed. 
but was disallowed by law by the Supreme Court. Why should I engage in a battle of ideas again if even though my idea wins, it is just going to be banned from becoming law anyway? Isn't that censorship that is worse than some states banning rap music? Well, there's no question that I would agree with you that the Supreme Court inserting this uh, uh, this right to this constitutional right to gay marriage to override state laws on that, that that was an incorrect understanding of the of the Constitution. But I guess I don't follow why that would invalidate the battle of ideas as a theory for how we find and arrive at the truth. Now, when we discussed this last, we talk about how, well, certainly there people arrive at bad ideas all the time. People believe all sorts of delusions, many of which we've discussed tonight. And it's, it's, it's not that people will ever, there's, there's no world in which people believe the absolutely correct truth all of the time. And there's never a false idea that is held by anybody. Mm-hmm. It, again, we can talk exceptions or we can talk the rule in the aggregate over time. If we allow ideas to compete, the truth has a habit of revealing itself that yeah. may be dissatisfying in the moment where today or tomorrow or this week or this year a bad idea wins the day or the year, but on balance, when these ideas compete, the truth has a habit of emerging. And that's that's having a faith in the truth to be more powerful than just about any force in this world, which I do. And I'm it's not a flawless system for people that are critical of that and saying, no, we should have some sort of central power that decides mm-hmm. which ideas are suitable for public dissemination or public consideration and which ones are not. Uh, I just need to know what the alternative is. Yeah. What, if not the free competition of ideas, what is the structure that is going to decide what the good ideas are and what the good ideas are not? Uh, so in this case, you, I think we'd be on the same page. I don't in the same way. I'm, I would say that the Supreme court got the Obergefell decision wrong about taking away state's autonomy to determine marriage laws for themselves. I think it would be just as wrong for the Supreme Court or any central authority in D.C. to start telling schools what their curriculum in certain states has to be. No, this is a bad idea. You can't teach this idea, says the D.C. authority. Or what ideas are suitable for debate in a public square? Because the D.C. central authority or whatever the central authority is, has said this is a bad idea that's not suitable for public consideration. So I think unless I'm misunderstanding the question, we're probably on something of the same page there. We've my problem with the marriage thing is we've allowed the people who would seize power to enforce and or ban certain ideas to do that. And my answer is you you have two. if you think that that power has been centralized and corrupted in DC through the Supreme court and other mechanisms, you have two approaches to that problem. One is to seize the reins of that power and change the way that it's wielded in pursuit of the values that you believe to be correct. That's an option. Or you dismantle that power and you try to decentralize that power and maintain autonomy of, of individuals, states, localities. I believe in the latter system. I just don't, I don't think that you're, I don't think you're going to maintain peace, order, or necessarily even the truth. If you seize too much central power and try to force it upon millions of people um, that would be my general perspective, but did you have any more to add to that? No. All right. 
let's see, Bonnie. Um, this one's for Blonde. Sorry, Matt. Is there any chance of bringing Motherland back? It was super relatable and there's not a lot of motherhood content online going past pregnancy. Newborn advice. Would love to hear your perspective on this topic. Thanks so much for considering my question, Bonnie. I would love to do that. We are just, um, okay. What happens when two women run a podcast is Motherland. And what happens when one woman and a man run a podcast is the Matt and Blancho. Like, like we, there have been times where we've been rescheduling every week for like six weeks. That sounds like a chick thing. Yeah. Maddening. And then like, we've had a few episodes we had to take off because our kids were coming in and screaming and blah. It was just, it's just really hard. And now that I'm pregnant, I'm like, how are we ever going to do this again? Um, yeah, I, I love talking to Robin. We're still dear friends. Uh, but it's hard for us to even like schedule calls to talk to each other. It's a whole thing. I don't know. I really hope so because I loved doing that that podcast. So well, and I, and in fairness to the reality of it, it's not just uh, female inclinations and and planning and organizing and all that. The reality too is you are both moms with the full demand that goes along with motherhood. Right. In my situation, I am the man of the house and I take care of my son, obviously, but my wife is doing 95% of the child caretaking. Mm-hmm. So I think men are you know, more inclined to take that leadership role and, and get those work tasks done. But I'm also in a position that puts me uh, in a position to do that. So, right. And then like my husband watches the baby for things like this because I'm yeah. bringing income into the family and yeah. I'm contributing in that way. But motherland brings in no money. <laughs> no, you haven't. I guess uh, were you guys we streaming that on your up, channel, yeah. or were, was it on Robin's? I forget. We have our own YouTube. Channel, oh, it was oh, it's its own thing. So did, yeah. did they? Uh, are super chats banned on that channel, or are they allowed? No, we just could never get the time investment into ah. it to start making any income. So like, it's difficult for our husbands to be like, okay, like we'll That's take true. over and child care for this time while you're contributing nothing. Long form content just both in terms of maintaining an audience and making it viable financially. Mm-hmm. It's a consistency game. It's making sure that you produce on the schedule that people expect it. And that's, yep. yeah, if you can't maintain that, it is difficult to make it viable. So, but you, you guys have, you guys both have loyal audiences. And so I'm sure if you wanted to revive it or even do it inconsistently, you could still have kind of your niche thing. That's true. People still show up for inconsistent content is what I <laughs> If anyone proves that, you do. <laughs> Bobby Bobinson. That's a great name. Hello, Matt and Blonde. Recently, I quit my job. It was unprofessional and over the top, but after years of dealing with lazy coworkers, a Karen boss, and no appreciation, I just couldn't take it anymore. We were already understaffed. And now that I left, they will be even more fucked. I hope that with me gone... They will learn how much they needed me. However, a small part of me does feel some guilt for the good people who work there now that have to deal with the aftermath. I tried reaching out to them and got no response from any of them. Ooh, have you guys ever reached out to old coworkers from past jobs? And is it wise to do, especially jobs that you quit? Nope. You just ghost. You ghost everybody, I'm guessing. I, yeah, I ghost hard. I'm like, never need to talk to you again, ever. But most of my leaving my jobs has, has not been because like I was carrying too much weight. It's because I imploded spectacularly in one way or another, in which case, why would I ever want to talk to any of these people? I have not maintained friendships from old jobs 
The only job I've quit like that was Target, and I've told that story a million times. It's because they would not accommodate my school schedule, and they made me choose between school and Target my senior year. So that was not a difficult choice. I don't work here anymore. See you later. Uh, the last uh, real job I had before this one, like I said, I, I worked in a, in a in an office that was uh, exclusively progressive in its political views. And so when I left, I didn't want them to know what I was doing, both because it sounded moronic to say, I'm going to go try to start a YouTube channel. It's going to be awesome. Sound like an idiot. And because I knew that I wasn't agreeing with these people anymore and, and right. them finding the channel would just not be good in any number of ways. So it's been, I mean, I, and I did that job for five or six years since like 2010. So, and that was the first job I had at a college prior to that. It was target. So I just haven't had a job that I've quit and wanted to maintain friends in for yeah. a long time. So the answer for me is no, just because of the way it worked out. I'm trying to, I, I don't know the circumstances of your job. I, I can't tell you if the quitting decision, the way you handled it was right or wrong. In general, I am a fan of doing the right thing for someone who gave you an opportunity, even if it turned out to be a bunch of bullshit, even though, I, and even though I broke that rule that one time, but I'm the sort of person I'm inclined to give people two weeks, do the right thing on the way out. Don't throw people under the bus. Don't create messes. Uh, but if it was mega bullshit in the way that you're describing and it was yeah. mega bullshit at Target when I worked there. I get I guess what I'm saying is if you decide to uh, kind of pull the pin and toss the grenade on the way out, you got to kind of understand that you're probably doing that to really everybody who works there. So if you're intent on maintaining friendships, don't pull the pin and toss the grenade on the way right. out. Think that is something that I've learned just in life is when you leave a relationship, when you leave a job, never expect people to like want you back it almost never happens you never get that moment with the ex-boyfriend where they're like you're the one I, i've missed you so you leaving made me realize what an amazing woman you never ever happens well and i i, I, I give up <laughs> it's it's always foolishness to me to think that you're going to be friends with an ex too it, no, that is not to be thing. friends with their ex at, at least one and almost always the guy wants to get back with that person how many, how many chicks do guys really want to be just friends with? That's, um, it's none. very, and women very stay rare. friends with exes, uh, in case their current relationship doesn't work. Yeah. And then you end up being that guy who's just kind of on the back burner and, and just waiting for your chance. And that's, there's a, there's, that's just kind of a pathetic, unsatisfying existence. So don't do that. I'm not saying like be a dick, but when you make the decision to, to move on and break up with a person, be in be intentional in that decision and say yeah. we're we're moving on like if you're dying in a ditch and you need me to like save your life okay i guess but other than that don't call me okay yeah that's legit. and maybe if you're dying don't not even then we had a good um one. is it my turn yeah go for it okay ah uh m and b is from hope you have a big red button on your desk. If you hit it, the government will be completely honest about needing to reduce the size of our population. Every couple is now allowed to have one child, no exceptions. The government also makes abortion illegal, no exceptions. Would you trade having a large family for protecting the murder of the unborn? Uh, yeah, totally. Really? Yeah. This is very interesting because you're you're compromising your own family in the interest of protecting others. Um, yeah. And I could I could. I can make the argument both ways. Uh, on the one hand, uh, life uh, t 
to the extent that life has inherent value and ought to be protected, you sure are saving a lot of them by stopping the abortion uh, machine. My husband is trying to fix our front door by just opening it and slamming it shut. I can't even hear it, so don't even worry about it. On the other hand, though, don't you have an obligation to your family first and foremost? Yeah, but you're not. uh, There's no loss of life there. Well, there is loss of potential life that you are restricted from. I guess what's the penalty? You can't abort potential life. I guess, well, I guess what's the penalty here? How do they stop you from having kids? Like if you have a pregnancy, do they terminate it or do they, pre- no, do they, said no abortions, do they no cut abortions. your, do they, they tie tubes or for the sake of cut- this hypothetical, let's just say everybody just with the, the, with the pressing of that button becomes infertile after one child. No, I'm still having a big family. I'm going to pick a big family. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> those babies. Sorry. That's their parents fault. Not mine. And Planned Parenthood. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh, quiz uh, says, Blonde, congratulations on the seventh week. Matt, the uh, anime Gun Gale Online has an English dub. Checking it out after you finish, uh, or check it out after you finish moving. Hashtag FNP90. Uh, sure, I will give it a look. Question for you both. Your house is for intergenerational wealth, but how do you transfer it if the kids move out? I, I guess someone. You, you mean like transfer it if the kids move out? If the kids move out, or you mean when they do? Like when my kids are adults? Is that what you're saying? Well, you have a trust. Yeah. Or you have. Uh, I mean, it, it, my philosophy will be to divide my assets equally among my kids, however way I can achieve that. Unless one of my kid, like my favorite kid, gets all of them. By default, that will be my approach. If one of my kids becomes a serial killer or something, there are situations in which I would not, or which I would. Killing is it a Dexter situation? (laughs) There are situations in which you might exclude control or transfer of property to one kid, but that would be extraordinary circumstances. Oh yeah, like if my son turns out to be a homosexual. Well, I mean, obviously, of course, I can't have. I (laughs) he he can't be redecorating my interior after I'm dead. <laughs> no, there's going to be no promiscuous anal sex in the house that I give my child through my trust. Fair enough. Um, if I'm misunderstanding the question, feel free to write back. Uh, thank you for the recommendation as well. I have never made love to Matt for years. Typing Matt Christensen in YouTube search bar has yielded uh, a Nate response, a native, the South response video to your work, native, the South. After six years, it had 999 views as of last week. Do you know who he is? I don't. I refuse no. to watch the video. I'm capable of solo critique and have no time to waste on potential woke idiots videos. Also, do you think the Portland skateboard video, border taking out a guy after running after a woman with the, within the transit station is real? I don't. This is all for you. I haven't seen the Portland skateboard video. So that's news to me. If you want to send it my way, I'll take a look, though. I don't, I don't know what that video is. And I also don't know who this YouTuber is. Um, I don't. Uh, search myself on YouTube with regularity. So, but I, it's the same thing on Twitter. Like you try to find me on Twitter. If you don't follow me, I'm still backed into a corner. And I know that the YouTube fuckery is that way too. I mean, you can see the line in the, the traffic on my channel. They turned the faucet off sometime in 2019, not just me, but a lot of people who are deemed unreliable news sources, not official. And yeah, they allow me to exist. Uh, they allow people to find me manually if they have the link and, and to do all those things. But there is 
it is it's very rare that I get. Oh, um, he's a fan of yours. How is he? What's what? What was he responding to? And when was it made? It was made six years ago, and it's two minutes, and it says evaluation of Matt Christensen. Oh well, that's very nice of him. Six years ago, twenty seventeen. <laughs> that's 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 what you get if you search my name. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, thank and you all for those the weird porns you made. Thank you for the intel. I appreciate that. I was not aware, but uh, oh, we gotta start hustling. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Tafson. Am I up or are you? You're up. Okay, had a black-pilled thought recently. Liberty is a concept which is incompatible with modern American society. Liberty is the allowance of good people to do the right thing without being instructed or forced to. However, we are uh, no longer a moral society. Do you disagree, ethical king or depraved liberty? Well, I would certainly agree, and I think that was um, that was on the minds of the founders. We reference the John Adams quote all the time that the constitution is intended for a moral and religious people. And clearly our philosophy of government does not expect the government to install moral virtue in people. The philosophy of government is that there are, there are, uh, that the people have inalienable rights. Obviously the government exists to protect the, uh, against the violation of those. But as, as far as making you a good person who lives a worthwhile, fulfilled life, that's according to our philosophy, not really the government's job. The, so you have a question personally, where are you going to get your guidance, your North star for how to live a good life? And if not from traditional religious sources where and we're mm-hmm. finding out where right now either you are nihilistic and you believe that the world is just the product of a miraculous big bang with no moral consequence or meaning whatsoever or you believe government tells us what's right or wrong and how to live because they have some ordained authority based on what the 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 the, the ballot box that was stuffed full of a bunch of strangers ballots or something like that yeah or I don't know. I mean, what are the other sources of moral authority and the guide for how to live a good life? Everybody has to figure that out for themselves. And I think we have a crisis in that philosophy in our society currently. Yeah. Totally. And that's something that I've had to confront in the last few years of my life. I feel like I have a sense of right and wrong and I have a sense of what a good life is and how to live it. Where's that come from? Where, how did that get into my mind? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is it doesn't exist that really all decisions are more or less the same. And and the only thing that matters is that you are personally having a good time in the moment or that, uh, you know, whatever sexual activity you engage in feels good at, at the time. If that's it, yeah. you're going to, you're going to live a dissatisfied life. We're learning that the hard way. Yeah. Totally. Uh, no pun intended, but you know, gross. Yeah. Gross. You have any thoughts hey. on that? Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about that earlier in the show. It's like, that's exactly what's happening. It's this projection that the founders uh, had on on future society that everybody was going to maintain their moral core. Like in the in the absence of that, what does liberty even mean? When, you, when you're a slave to your vices, is, is freedom, is personal freedom even yeah. a, a possibility? Is liberty even a concept that's attainable? Uh, no, clearly not. So I think that it's just like intellectual masturbation for us to even be talking about modern society and how we can, how can we retain liberty because it's just such a lost concept. It's interesting you phrase it that way too, because freedom without any kind of moral guide is being lost. Like yeah. you, you are, you are as free as someone lost in the wilderness. Enjoy. 
That's not yeah, exactly. That's not the kind of freedom that you want. You want and in in freedom in that kind of freedom, uh, people seek stability. Some some it's some weird thing that, that people do through through their vices. Yeah, and so they become enslaved to their vices through their own obsession with freedom. It's yeah. uh you know it's what we were talking about with the enlightenment. Okay. Uh, Chris M. Is it me? Oh yeah, go for it. Hey, faggots, how hard do you think it would be to get people to stop talking about racism because they should be talking about breedism when <laughs> Pitbull's HOA was there being racist? That's when they hate cats. <laughs> the idea that we're different races is rooted in the fact that other breeds are less than human, so progressives are being racist simply by using the word. Um, it, but okay, there. I, I know what you're saying, but there is truth in, in that, in that leftist... Um, their obsession with equality, uh, for some reason, it manifests in them uh, highlighting racial differences constantly, like how white people are responsible for everything and they're the yeah. evil of the world and everything like that. Like, like in their desire for equality, they're not like, I don't see race. They're like white people bad. And here, look at all this diversity and everything like that. That's not, that's not really equality. Like if you really believe that in your heart, wouldn't you try every way that you possibly could to just not recognize someone's race or ethnic heritage or anything like that? Yeah. Well, the, the, the dog breed comparison is interesting. And I've heard a few examples of this recently in the chat, some kind of half joking, but, but serious too. And it is interesting, the parallels, uh, because I see a lot of the same thinking apply to dog breeds and I'm always wary of discussing dog breeds because you have certain breed loyalists out there and no i'm not saying your dog is bad and no i'm not calling for your dog to be yeah, banned. I am. your pit bull should be put down <laughs> but but a lot of the same reasoning applies where all of a sudden there's no such thing as a bad dog or we have to deny that certain types of dogs tend to behave in ways that are different than other dogs And we have to pretend that's all a media creation or that's all propaganda or that's not real. This is not me saying that again, your, your dog, I'm sure is a very nice dog. I don't have to, but I don't have to deny the reality of what the statistics are about dog attacks Mm -hmm. in the same way. I don't have to deny the statistics of crime to say that every individual still has value inherent to their life, that every individual still has rights inherent to their life. But I'm not going to act like when you, whether you cut by race or gender or age, different demographic groups on average behave differently. Different yeah. dog breeds on average behave differently. That's just it's, it's just true. But man, you think people get sensitive about race? Dog breeds will get you in trouble, oh, too. My God. Anyway, I know that's tangentially related to your topic, Chris, but uh, I guess I wonder, like for these progressives, if you accuse them of being breedist, how would they react? They probably would. I think they would agree that there's injustice in that. My guess is these progressives would say that pit bulls are not, in fact, more aggressive on average. That they are maligned by media yeah, forces. Yeah, they're thirteen percent of dog breeds, but they they commit fifty percent of the dog maulings. Anyway, uh, there are those who call me dangerous faces. Good day, guys. Uh, thank you for the uh, the the uh, Monty Python reference, Holy Grail reference. 
Uh, is this mine to read? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can express this clearly. Leftists seem in some situations to have a naive view of human nature that we all inherently that we are all inherently good and righteous. They will present ideas such as people only steal because they need to be able to feed themselves as opposed to greed or that people are only homeless because of evil capitalism, not because of at times self-destructive personal behaviors. But they are also present or but they also present the idea that human nature can be evil. They'll they'll suggest such things as people being inherently racist or that men are rapists by default and uh, must be taught that such acts are wrong. Looking at something like the Ukraine-Russia war, they view one person as Jesus and the other as Satan. There are hundreds of other examples I could give, but uh, the sake uh, for the sake of time, my point is this. What do you think is happening here? Why the seemingly contradictory viewpoints do you think they view human beings as inherently good or inherently bad? Do you think their viewpoint changes from circumstance to circumstance or group to group? Uh, why do you guys think... A, or what do you guys think, assuming my question even made sense to you? Uh, the the latter part, that the circuit... Like anything, the argument is going to change depending on the result that is uh, is being sought out and the power dynamic that results from that particular argument. That's it. Mm. Uh, but but it's not just. I I do think that the 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 progressive view tends to be contradictory about human nature in that way. Like uh, in general, progressive economics or even even communists or Marxists, they tend to believe that capitalism doesn't work because people are inherently greedy or inherently bad in that particular way, at least. Who, leftists? If if you have like a Marxist economic view, the problem with capitalism is people are inherently self-serving and greedy and we need to dismantle that. But But that same basis is is allows capitalists to be successful, though. And it it would defy like it, it would defy the prospective success of a Marxist system. If human, mm-hmm. if humans are greedy by nature, right? Then how, like, how would a communist system work? That you'll never get the, uh, the sharing that would make that sort of thing succeed. But yeah, I think I think the 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 correct view of human nature is that it is morally flawed. I tend to yeah. believe that that pe- that most people uh, are good in the sense that they are aiming for a morally virtuous life. They're trying to. Uh, they're trying to build a family. They're trying to work to provide for that family. They're trying to live a life with purpose. Generally speaking, there are a lot of degenerates out there, but generally speaking, I think most people have good aims with moral flaws. And what we have to do is build systems that mitigate against those inherent moral flaws. That's what our philosophy of government is built upon, making sure no one person has the power to enforce their moral flaws on everybody else. That, I think, is the correct view. I don't think people are inherently good or... I don't think people are all good or all evil by nature. I think that they uh, have moral flaws and you mitigate against the, you mitigate against the flaws. Yeah, I'm fine with that answer. Yeah, I think that's everybody's view of humanity, right? Maybe I'm selling the Marxists out. Maybe they're... <laughs> I'm not giving enough credit to their untested philosophy. One day we'll get there. Mike Cock. Ha 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 ha. I'm currently a single man in my early 30s. I've been invited to a number of weddings this year, all of which include a plus one. In my experience, weddings are more enjoyable to attend with someone. Would it be strange to invite a female friend that I do not have romantic interest in as a plus one? No, I think that's totally fine. Ooh. Uh, I, if, well, how, how clean and 
clear is the understanding that there's no romantic interest. Don't you think if a guy invited you to be a plus one to a wedding that you would consider that to be a date of sorts unless it was defined otherwise? Well, it depends on how out of his league I am. <laughs> Let's just say that you were single again and you were dating and a guy asked you to do that. Wouldn't you consider that to be a date? Yes. I, but I also don't believe in male and female friendship. Yeah. Just, I, I don't think that's a thing. I would say no, unless you're sure that the understanding is clear. Because if the understanding is not clear, I've made the mistake of being that guy who was deferential to women, even submissive to women, and not clear about my intentions because I, I lacked the leadership necessary to win the sort of woman that I have now. Once I got clearer about that, my life got better. If you okay. are not clear about your intentions with women, it is a surefire way to piss them off and and just uh, make them repulsed with you. So so be clear about your intentions and and go forward from there. You're up. Gilgamesh. Hey, you two fags. Did you see how the Ukrainian government blew up the dam in Ukraine? Uh, you want. To that. Uh, this is uh, the, it's kind of the words kind of scrambled here, but I, I think it means uh you want to know how they did it, I think, is what he's saying here, because they came right out and denied it. <laughs> yeah. Whenever they deny, it's always them. That's true well, for, for most people, isn't it? I don't know exactly what happened with the dam. I need to I need to read about it. I don't know the circumstances. Uh, I know what happened with that Nord Stream pipeline, though, so I'm going to guess it's something kind of like that. I don't know. Oh, can you read the next one? Yeah, Ashwin. Good day, Matt and Rebecca. From last week's answer on first principles, I wanted to ask how has your friendship with each other evolved? Even though it seemed like both of you are diverging from each other with regard to political philosophy and the ideal nation or people you would have in your ideal country, I personally don't think that if push comes to shove, both your nations can coexist together peacefully because those differences at the foundational level, uh, yet it doesn't seem to affect your individual lives with each other. You know, we were just talking about this before live with yeah. uh, yeah, related true. to a different topic. Um, um, something that comes with like a working relationship and a friendship is I don't really want to change Matt's mind because I know him well enough to know that he has to come to his own conclusions. Um, and nothing that I say is, is going to, I don't want to change you, uh, you'll come to the right conclusion at the time that it happens for you. And I kind of made peace with that and it's fine. And I think there actually is enough overlap, not just between uh, blonde and me, but between a lot of other members of the audience, whether or not I agree with a person personally about how their ideal society ought to operate. I do agree in localized autonomous cells of government. Totally. And there's, there's a lot of agreement that can come together on that. Now I, I would agree with the premise here that like the, when blonde finishes her compound commune depends how bad the gay war is by then. If it's really bad, I might seek refuge there, but if it's not that bad, I'd probably have some questions before joining the blonde commune compound. Communism yeah. done right, finally. Com I would never invade. I'd never invade your country. I don't. Yeah, I'd be pretty comfortable knowing that she's she's probably not going to uh, not going to do that. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, even for people that I think are heavy-handed in their approach to government, if your view is that you just want tighter control of your community, 
I'm pretty sympathetic to that. In fact, very sympathetic to that. Yeah. If your view is, I want tight control of all those people over there, hundreds or thousands of miles away, that's where you're going to lose me. Um, and even from Blonde, I, I don't know, you tell me. I actually don't get the sense from you that you want tight control of the entire world. I think you want tight control of your immediate surrounding. And I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, it's a futile endeavor. And I don't want the actual government control. I want people to self-police. Yeah. I want to live in a society where people self-police because the government is inept historically. They're, they they can't do these things and it's just not feasible um, because there are so many people. But like if you live in a society where there are expectations, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. When there are expectations yeah. for how you behave and you have to adhere to those, um, the government, the, the responsibility is off for enforcement. Yeah. No, that's it. I appreciate the question, Ashwin. And um, I, I, what Blonde said about the friendship I share too, it's uh, we understand that we disagree on fundamental things, but I likewise, I don't, I don't have this urge or this craving for Blonde suddenly to become like, I don't know, some <laughs> like repeating Thomas Jefferson's philosophy or something. That's not my expectation, nor is it really my aim because I find her points and the points of people who are more in agreement with her to be important to push back on my own perspective so right. that I understand the flaws or things I might have to consider that I hadn't considered before. Yeah. And we talk about that all the time. Like I think without your influence, I just, I'd probably be like so much further down this, down this road. I mean, you want, we talk about cults. It's like, <laughs> that's what a cult is where certain things are unquestioned or unchallengeable. That's, that's what it means. And I don't want that. Even though I, 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 believe strongly what I believe. I don't want to be surrounded by people who would never, ever question any of those things. I want to be sharp in what I believe as opposed to unchallenged. So that, I think that's why it succeeds. And thank you for that. Uh, Michael Schlecht blonde, although Matt uh, and Matt, although he's less likely to answer which uh, or with the recent news of his awesomeness, what are your top three favorite Mel Gibson movies? I can't even answer this. Mel Gibson has been in a lot of really shitty movies, but three original Mad Maxes is like peak Mel. Peak Mel. Okay, What's the I'm order of blow them? chunks? So we're gonna have to. Oh, All which right. one? Okay, no. I've, I, I. This is an unpopular opinion, but I think Beyond Thunderdome is number one, hmm. and then Road Warrior, and then self-titled Mad Max. My list is The Patriot because that's and like the only one I've ever seen. I, I don't know if I've seen any others, but I like that movie. Braveheart. I've never seen it. What? Yeah, I've never seen it. Maxwell, with Dylan Mulvaney, quote unquote, coming out as a lesbian, do you guys think more <laughs> trans women will use this tactic since no normal man will ever date them? Men pretending to be women claiming to be lesbians so they can go back to acting straight while pretending to be women. But the problem for them is no woman is going to date them no either. No woman's going to date them, yeah. It's not a good sexual strategy. I don't think that any of this is a sexual strategy for Dylan Mulvaney. I, uh... Who is it? Tim Pool or other people? They just talk about uh, how this is more or less uh, a financial grift, that this is a way to cash in. And I think it's probably more like that, that you just keep your you keep engaging in outrageous behavior. You keep yourself in the headlines and you keep attracting attention and making money by doing that. But I, you know, uh, <laughs> I just wonder what Dylan Mulvaney feels like. Like, holy shit, I made a TikTok video that pretty much destroyed a major American corporation. <laughs> holy cow. What the power. power. 
but that's not really the power that you want to have. Is it though? The power is power. Joey the mate, are you ready to read or do you need me to? Yeah, okay. Um, With the Apple revealing 3500 VR goggles and Matt Walsh's recent video talking about them, do you think mainstream will eventually reach a point where they will reject technological advancement or keep investing in them because of brand recognition until Apple comes with technology that goes against nature like wearable or implantable tech? Who will? The mainstream? Well, I think that people will continue to rely on technology so long as their lives don't have meaning it's like ready player one or any number of of these movies that we've watched i mean you want to live in virtual reality when actual reality offers you no contentment um so so long as we have that and people are are browbeaten and single and aren't having kids i think that that we're ripe for a vr environment i know i defended nerds earlier but my god you look like such a fucking nerd with these VR oh, the headsets. VR thing. I, I, just, I was like, I'm just wearing a white shirt. What no, are you not, talking? Not you. <laughs> this is um I am yeah, under totally. no delusions of my youth. All right. I understand that yeah. I am getting I'm entering middle age as a man. <gasps> no. But this VR thing, and in particular this Apple one and their release of it, this is where I realized finally I've hit that old man stage of rejecting technology where I think, ah, you kids these days. And that this is the stupidest looking piece of shit I've ever seen. It's so I wouldn't buy it for a dollar. I don't want to, I'm going to walk around my house wearing snowboard goggles, or am I going to do this out in public? Why? Yeah. It's, I think it's your phone in your pocket is already enough of a distraction from the world around you. Yeah. Now I can't even take it off my face. I saw a great meme and I appreciated the the reference and I knew the reference thanks to the movie bit. But what are the in alien? What are the little face grabbing alien baby alien things? They had a name, whatever they're called, but you know what they are. Yeah, that's how the aliens reproduce or whatever they did. Uh, but the the iPhone was that that's all these goggles are is just like an, an alien spider iPhone that grabs yeah. onto your face and you can't let go of it. I don't know, man. Um, I, I thought the Apple Watch would be kind of a flop and that succeeded more than I expected it to. I don't. I know the expectation for Apple is like, well, there's going to be a very small group of people, early adopters who are going to spend thirty five hundred bucks. And this is really going to be a uh, public prototype and we're going to get it down. And maybe two or three years from now, you're going to have VR goggles that are five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. And it might uh, even replace the phone. I don't know, man. I'm I'm team old man on this one. I'm drawing the line. I think these goggles are I think they're stupid as hell. And yeah, I'm not doing that. That this is my line. I'm already at the uh anti human line. It's the Apple snowboard goggles. I'm out. I'm out. The phone was cool. I'm out after that. You have any desire to wear the goggles? No, I'm no. I'm out. No. Uh Juggernaut the Destroyer. Hello, employees. <laughs> I got to be careful. The Negro Leagues Museum. I don't want to get in trouble like that uh, particular Oakland A's announcer. The Negro Leagues Museum. If you don't understand the origin of ethics in God, do you ground it in evolution? Yeah, I think you have to. This is kind of what we're talking about earlier. If morality does not come from God, a creator, some sort of originating natural force, is it is it simply a creator? Is it simply a product of our own evolution? And th- I've heard this argument before that there's really no um, 
natural right and wrong per se. It's just that we as humans have evolved to realize that certain behaviors are more beneficial toward our survival. And so we engage in those behaviors and it's been ingrained in us by biology. But I don't know that I buy that because so much of moral behavior is restraining our instincts. Yes. And look at look at the animal world uh, and how brutal and harsh it is. Um, we are we are trying to refrain from engaging in the barbarity of the animal world. Yeah, it uh, which is anti evolutionary. There's some force that yeah. there's some force of morality that that stops you from indulging in those instincts. Yeah. Why? What is that? And I don't buy that. That's just evolutionary because because evolutionary biological man is like, you know, that chick hot. Go club that chick. Bang that yeah. chick. Yeah. Yeah. There's something else. There's something more to No, Actually, the purpose of that woman is to rear children. And to the extent that you've created that children, you have a moral obligation to provide those children <laughs> with the greatest future that they can have. That's not that's not the instinct purely of a man. There's something something else that makes a man restrain those instincts to provide for that family instead. What is that? I, don't, I just don't think that's uh, that that's like an evolutionary thing or purely at least, but I don't know. That's the question I'm trying to answer. Zazie McTazmott. If you were in a time machine and you were forced to fight in a war, what war would you fight? I'm going for the real deal. World war one Germany. And as a bonus, what non weapon would you bring? What? I don't even you know must how to fit in the phone booth or DeLorean. So I can bring like one war. current item that is not a weapon. I guess. Will my phone have a connection? Or does it are the tires towers required? I don't know. Um, what I war would I fight in? I'm I'm going to the Revolutionary War, man. I want to see that shit. Ugh, That'd be cool. So brutal. Well, no war would be fun. Yeah. I don't know. Civil War. You want to fight in it though? You're gonna get your leg cut off, amputated. Well, you're gonna you're gonna be be horribly brutalized in any war. No, Pretty no. Much. From like a. A, a historical standpoint to witness it, maybe maybe civil. No, you know what I want to be? I want to be a Ukrainian bureaucrat in the <laughs> Russian-Ukraine war. That's what I want to. I'm be. in. I'm That's in. That's how you get rich quick. And what oh, what man. item can I bring? My wallet, or uh, <laughs> you know, something like that. No, I don't know. Uh, I would probably pick something that's historically interesting to me because to your point, there's I'm going to if I'm going to endure and experience horrific violence, I at least want the historical intrigue to go along with it. And the uh, the, the American founding is of particular interest to me. So I'm going to go with that. OK, <sighs> thank you guys for the email questions. As a reminder, once more, uh, call in show um, question form on the contact page of the website. If you'd like to send one, Matt Christensen, media dot com slash contact call in show question form. Okay. We are past the bottom of the hour. Are you okay to stick around? Or you think you need to uh, call it a night? I or... think I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to go puke. Can you I tell me not grow up? That's pretty good. Can you I'm tell me where proud. you left okay. off? And I will, let uh, me see. We did, finish up with chats. we did dirt muffler, but uh, we did that. Matt's children is the next one. Okay. Oh, and there was a question for me. Let me answer that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Matt's children. We don't want to be reared for manhood. We want to be reared for matthood. Ah. <laughs> well, I will do my best. Thank you. Oh, there aren't that many. We can do Mojack420 Blonde. How do you feel about Armenian Christians in Glendale and Muslims in Maryland pushing back on the LGBT groomer, pedophile Christian uh, and Muslims joining force to fight the gay agenda? Okay. I, I have gotten some flack from 
some people for uh, for viewing Muslims in a more positive light than perhaps I should have. My thing about this this Muslim Christian alliance is that Muslims in America, like, okay, we've already done this multiculturalism thing. I think that we can all agree this was a big fucking mistake. Like, diversity was the biggest mistake we've ever made. But these people are already here. And so I am fine with having an unholy alliance with Muslims to stop the insanity of this this tranny homo leftist agenda. Um, I know that they want to kill me. I know. But they tell me they want to kill me. And that, you know, I think they're like an above board adversary. Right? Don't they have that Takia thing? Can't yeah, you lie yeah, yeah. Uh, in in um, pursuit of Allah or whatever? Or but they're not as as subversive as other groups. All right. They're honest about the beheadings. Yeah. yeah okay. They're just beheading people and they're raping women and they're like, we'll come to your country and this is what we do. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Okay. I know what to do. Thunderstorm. The original P&J sandwich has three slices of bread, not two. Oh, that's nonsense. That, that's nonsense. I wouldn't say that's an offense on the level of um, of putting the milk in the bowl first, but that's definitely weird. That's too much bread. The ratio is off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, GR token spick. Is that what mm. I meant to say here? Yeah. Hey, my jog is nothing wrong with emotion and sentiment in events like this. It's basing your opinions and actions on emotions. That's where the problem starts. My broke ass would give more if I could. I don't know what you're talking about, though. I think we were talking about the at the start of the show when we were talking about uh, pregnancies and moving on from this house. Oh, and right. I don't want it to be some uh, some like therapy session show or something like <sighs> that. Thank you, man. And uh, and and I know you're not apologizing here, strictly speaking, but. Your support for the show is much appreciated. So do not think that it is. Uh, do not think otherwise. Ben Goings. What do y'all think of RFK Jr. Seems legit ish. Okay. So I, I can't even believe that I am where I am right now with vaccines. Cause I used to think it was a hallmark of like a truly stupid person. Vaccine skepticism. And now I'm like, you're not injecting my child. With shit. Like nothing is nothing it's not going to happen that's where i am right now as a pregnant woman um so rfk i'm like well good good on him for what he said about vaccine however he is married to a hollywood elite which is very very suspicious and they did have a hollywood party where vaccines were required the covid vaccine oh i didn't know that yeah i don't he's know he's married to that chick from arrested development Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, no, not I'm, Arrested Development. Um, curb your enthusiasm. I, in fairness to RFK, I don't know the entirety of his platform. I have, I know we had that big uh, call with Elon Musk on Monday night. I've not listened to that in full. Uh, so maybe I mean I I obviously I, I whether he's right or wrong, um, the cultural pushback to the vaccine pushing is appreciated by me now is he correct on the science i don't know I haven't vetted all of his claims but just anybody trying to push back on the idea that people should be entitled to forcibly stab me and my family i'll appreciate yeah. that that said that's a pretty minimum baseline agreement he did have some comments the other day about like i'm not trying to take your guns that's also a very minimum baseline agreement. Yeah. I'd prefer uh, my candidates. I'd prefer to say ATF agents arrested on site. Something more like that. Um, oh, this is good, though. 
Uh, RFK, longtime opponent of vaccines, invoked Nazi Germany in his screed against vaccine mandates on Sunday and suggested that Frank, that Anne Frank was better off than Americans whose jobs required them to get vaccinated. Wow. Okay. He said, uh, even in Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps into Switzerland. You could hide in an, in an attic like Anne Frank did. <laughs> but not here. <laughs> Pfizer's going to get you. Uh, no, I... I'll, I, I, this is my first glance and take my first glance with a grain of salt. I get a lot of the same vibes from him that I feel for a person like Tulsi Gabbard, where it's like, yeah. okay, you're not plainly insane. However, and I know Tulsi's changed Most her views on, on several things, including the second amendment, but I don't want big government entitlement program people. I don't want, I'm only going to take some of your guns or ban some of the guns type people. There are a lot of very important pieces to a platform beyond whether you're going to stab me or my family against my will. Though, given the last couple of years, really important, we though. can at least have a friendly handshake about not stabbing my friends and family and me against our will. Well, dude, this vaccine thing, I can if I can. But the problem with the anti-vax crowd, not RFK Jr., but like leftists like your Ashland, Oregon, Vashon Island leftists that are totally anti-vax inexplicably are pro-COVID vax. That's weird. I, I guess, they spent their entire lives being anti-vax and they're like, well, this one. I'm like, what the fuck? This like, the I one. thought I could ally with you on at least this yeah. crazy old hippie. Uh, Bill. Larry Finkelstein is about uh, talking about using ESG to force companies to go woke the other day or the other week was interesting. I remember there was a guy a few decades ago who would have dealt with with Larry properly. Uh, too bad he was stopped from taking out the trash. Okay. Uh, I actually don't know. Nazi party? Who's he? I, I don't know. I mean, I know Phil's game here, but wait, who the Larry hell? Larry Finkelstein. I don't know, I don't know who he about. is. Phil, you've stumped me once again. So Should I know what's going on here? News. I understand the concept of ESG. I just don't know who the particular guy is. Anyway. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Long Dong John says, remember Ellen Page going on late night TV to run Jesse's defense and telling us all to believe him. I'm not surprised uh, that she became, yeah, tranny small. We have to talk about that on Sunday for sure. I forgot about that clip where she went on Stephen Colbert's show back when she was a woman. Not that she isn't still, but, you know, obviously a woman. And, and and kind of got teary-eyed. Oh, this is a hateful country. And it's all Mike Pence's fault. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's my Ellen Page impression. Isn't it great? It's spot on, I would say. But yeah, uh, it, it's... Uh, and then and then she, you know, several years later, it appears she's done the exact same thing. The nature of the allegations are she was walking around in L.A. or Hollywood and someone said, I'm going to fucking gay bash you faggot. And then hit her as though seeing, (laughs) I guess I'm supposed to believe someone saw Ellen Page in her current state and thought, I am not going to tolerate that obvious gay man. That is a very convincing gay man that I'm looking at. And so I must punch him on account of being a homosexual male, which is what I'm looking (laughs) at right now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess Elliot Page is kind of convincing, but it's not the worst I've ever seen, but a close look. You're like, that's, that's not actually a guy. That's a weird adult boy. I don't want to Totally. Anyway, I think we're good here. Uh, oh, we do have a few on, um, rumble. So let's just, uh, get through these quickly. Uh, addicted. Oh, let me, uh, find where I left off. 
Uh, Hottie Twerkman, we did. Thank you. Addicted to Drums, thank you. Bert559, he says thanks, by the way. Thank you. Are rhinos looking for attention? We all know either DeSantis or President Trump is getting the Republican spot. Nobody else stands a chance. I don't get this. I don't get the Pence thing. Um, Chris Christie just is entering the race. You got Nikki Haley. Who the hell else is in it? But if you're of the position that we need to move on from Trump, and I understand that position. I'm torn between my heart and my head because I think a non-Trump candidate is more likely to win than Trump. But my heart wants to see the end of the Trump story. And actually, my brain knows that neither of them stands a chance. So it's futile anyway. But if you're of the person, if you're of the perspective that you want Trump to go down, that you think he's a bad candidate, stop splitting the the anti-Trump vote, you idiots. You all have to get behind DeSantis now because DeSantis, if DeSantis wins Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, some combination of those. He has a chance to dethrone Trump. If DeSantis does not win any of those states, Trump's momentum will be unstoppable. You guys need to get out of the race. And they probably will before Iowa. They're probably just testing the waters. They're probably not that dumb. But if if you actually enter the primary season and split up the vote that much, Trump's vote is set. It's going to be like something between 30 and 55%. Well, no, among Republican voters, it'll be higher. It's going to be like base minimum, like 40, 45 at, at least. And that's yeah. if there are a bunch of candidates in there. You're not going to peel away votes from him. All these other people are going to peel away votes from DeSantis and the rest of the yeah. other. Uh, yeah. So if you want Trump defeated, get the fuck out of the race. GTA. We'll, uh, they probably will. I'm probably overreacting because they'll probably all be gone by Iowa. Kamala Harris style. And then they get to become <laughs> vice president. Disaster. JD 1492. Matt, uh, did you show Blonde that reason article on transhumanism and Zoltan uh, Eastvon? I emailed you. DOD funding of LGBTQAI. Uh, insane. I have not. And I haven't had a chance to look at the, the article in full just because everything's been so, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on for me at the moment. But obviously, an interesting topic. And thank you for sending it my way because I'll, I'll have to look at that later. Bert, a whole string of them here. I would rather be raped than murdered, but the government constantly does it. So I'm somewhat traumatized. Well, yeah. <laughs> California is floating a bill to prevent police from pulling over drivers because of non immediate violations such as registration or busted lights. It has to be serious, uh, serious traffic, excuse me, serious traffic violation. Well, yeah, it's. Any uh, minor crime or any minor infraction, they're just going to excuse. And of course, that's going to uh, produce. <laughs> you think you think you're uh, you think you're helping over policed populations by doing this. No, what you're going to do is enable more and more serious crime. Watch it happen. Yeah. I'm not in favor of like people being arrested and beaten for registration violations. I'm just saying like when you do the Lululemon approach and say, it's really okay if you steal, guess what? Not only do they come back and steal more, they shoot you in the face the next time they come back. So good luck with that. I know. Bert says Yellowstone returns at the end of this year, likely the final episodes you watching. Yes. Cause I love that show. I'm watching it to the end. You still going to uh, finish it out or are you done? I'm done. Hmm. Bert lastly said, oh, Bert has a couple more here. Everybody should already know New Orleans boss Carlos Marcello had President Kennedy whacked for not honoring the promises his dad made to the mob and going after the mob. Well, RFK, RFK Jr. believes the CIA assassinated JFK mm-hmm. among his many other views. So Hottie Twerkman says, all dogs are equal, but some dogs are more equal than others. Indeed. And Bert says, Columbo is a greater detective than Monk. Fuck everybody who doesn't think that, think so. Watch Columbo. What detective characters do you like? TV or books? 
Uh, does Inspector Gadget count? Was he a detective? No. I don't know. I don't watch detective shows. Was he a detective? How about the Ninja Turtles? They were kind of detectives. They had uh, April from the news channel. They were investigating stuff. Yeah, just cartoon characters. Bert says, I chose 1812 for historical significance, but I did fight in the console wars. Yeah, didn't we all? I was I was a veteran <laughs> of that war, too. Okay, I think we're all set. We're good on Rumble. Oh, there's a, there's a couple more on Odyssey. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Steve, just Steve. Speaking of butts and things sacrilegious, like milk before cereal, I had a buddy, and he and his brother would stand up to wipe. WTF. Oh. Why? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> now I'm going to do that monkey meme, that monkey puppet meme. It's like, it's weird to stand up and wipe. What do you like reach under? How, how else do you do it? But it, when you stand up, it closes your butt cheeks. Yeah, but what do you Are like? You if standing you're sitting up on the toilet, butt? what if you're still sitting on the toilet? I don't even understand how that works. You just lean forward. You just lean forward. Have you been pooping incorrectly your whole life? I, I'm, I'm a stand and wife guy for sure. I think it's I don't understand the uh, the other operating mechanism here. You're gonna have to like reach your hand into the toilet bowl if you stay on you the toilet. bend forward. Also, you, wiping your ass is disgusting if you don't have a you bidet. You bend over to wipe and like spread you them just, wide. Is that you just no? You you don't have to spread any cheeks if you just bend <laughs> over <laughs> when you're on the toilet. Oh my um, god, this is weird. Who stands up? I didn't even know this was like a, you, a section. You, of so you don't sit on the toilet. You stay in a squatted position to wipe. I, that's foreign to me. I don't understand that at all. Now I just have an image of you just standing up and wiping your butt. I, I can't imagine someone hover squatting over the toilet to wipe. What's the point of this? I, now, I, I didn't realize this was even a method. This has blown my mind. Mike Hawk, 420 Blazing. I was working in my garden the other day and I heard an ad for uh, a, a Ledger BTV deal at the local library and it filled me with massive genocidal rage. This must be just LGBT. I, I just butchered the uh, the acronym or whatever you want to call it. What do, what do you guys uh, do to keep this type of anger from causing you to make potentially life poor decisions? I, um, I hang out with my son and... Um, <laughs> And my wife texted me, oh my God, stop, I'm going to die. Well, now I have to have a conversation. I got to talk to my family about this. I, I, like, my parents are here helping us move. I, I want to know. <laughs> Do you guys stand? Is it weird to stand? Am I the weird one here? Anyway. Yes. Okay. Uh, what do I do to, to stop potentially poor life decisions? I have a family and I spend time with my family and I focus on that being the center of my life and maintaining its importance. Do you have any thoughts on that? Nope. I'm just trying not to puke. Over Mike here. says, Matt, let blonde puke you dick. I have not held her captive in no, any way. No, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I, she is not handcuffed to her chair or anything like that. Um, okay. Matt, I am definitely going to gay bash you, faggot, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like, Ellen Page over here? Yeah, right. Really. Anyway, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's the most uh, goddamn faggy thing you've ever seen. Anyway, I think we're all set uh, on that note. I this is I can't believe that this is a controversy. Let me refresh over on Tippy and YouTube. Uh, my entire life is a lie, I guess. Uh, Scott G says, "Been years since I tuned in. Show's only gotten better. So has the audience." Cheers. Well, thank you for coming back, man. And I'm very yeah, glad to hear that. Yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming back and thanks for supporting the show. Uh, 
All right, it is time to get out of here. So that will uh, that concludes the call-in show from this space. But we do have one more stream for me left in this particular room and this particular house, and that will be Sunday. And um, I'm going to aim to make it as normal as possible. I hope that we can have a full-length show. Obviously, I have some tasks to complete, so it may be somewhat shortened. And, of course, Blonde's uh, barfiness is an issue to navigate as well. But we'll be back on Sunday. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcast. That's where you find it. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a great night.